And now, introducing a man who leads this show like mutant quarterback Brady Manning, whom he created yesterday in the lab that is his mind. He drops dimes and then he cries. He is Glenn Clark. Good morning. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I am Glenn Clark. He is Paul Valley. Happy uh, rainy... Un- is it supposed to get clear up later today? Yes. Okay. I do like that. I do like that. Got a lacrosse game tonight. Got things to do. Can't I think be messing around with this. Son's fir- my son's first ever, my four-year-old's first ever lacrosse practice is tonight. Nice. Excited about that. I won't be able to make it. I'm bummed about that because I got to do a game. But um, he's excited. He's doing the bit where he gets to learn that he can. That my my favorite thing all year is uh, the first time my seven-year-old puts his cup on for the season. He of course tests it and punches himself directly in the, and it's just hilarious. So my four-year-old's gonna get to do that for the first time tonight, and that's just a great day in my life. That is always a joy. Um, but yeah, need that to clear up a little bit for the things we got going on. We got a lot going on in the show today. Coming up in just a bit. Uh, we will begin our Bowie Bay Sox segments for the season. You know, we've been doing this for like 15 years, I want to say, at this point, uh, over various shows. We will kick it off with their new play-by-play voice, Matt Sabatis, who's going to join us today and sort of lay out the season for the Bay Sox, who's there as they get underway this weekend. What are we watching for? Who might not be there long, you know, those types of things. And then uh, throughout the course of the season, we'll catch up with players every week. I know both Gunnar Henderson and Jordan Westberg beginning the season. And Joey Ortiz. And yeah, that, I mean, not, I don't think he's on their level yet. I think he's. Well, he's the one that, um, who was, who was the guy? It was a Keith Law. That we had on the show, uh, uh, he, might said, have been, he said that he expect that he thinks he could be their starting shortstop this year. Every every now and then, you'll get somebody who's really high on Joey Ortiz, but consistently, you sort of get more of a eh, maybe that yeah. he's you know we'll see. Uh, but we'll talk about all of them. We'll talk about all of them with Matt Sabatis as he joins us here in a bit. Also this morning, Jeremy Fowler, uh, ESPN NFL insider, is going to check in. He was the first one to kind of report that DK Metcalf could be on the trading block yesterday. Was it Howard Eskin in Philadelphia reported that the Jets offered a package with the? I mean, we don't know if it was anything beyond. All we know is that the tenth overall pick, or all Howard Eskin said, was uh, that the tenth overall pick was involved, and the Seahawks said no. So I don't know if that means it was only the tenth overall pick, and they were like, "Yeah, we would need more than that," or if that's their way of saying, "Look, we're just not trading DK Metcalf because if you're not doing it for the tenth overall pick, you know, and and whatever." Ah, you're certainly not doing it for the 14th overall pick at that point. Like I thought you were going to say Joe Flacco straight up. Well, help, that would be a hell of a... the Seahawks yeah, get back to the quarter, Super they Bowl. Have, they don't have a quarterback, so yeah, that would be helpful. Um, but again, and also, it's, it's a weird... It's, it's sort of a mad lib of a sentence, too. Howard Eskin, who's a talk show host in Philadelphia, reporting about a Jets-Seahawks trade. I'm not saying he doesn't know, because he certainly would seem to have access to like Joe Douglas, based on Joe Douglas's time in Philadelphia, um, but I, it's just a weird mad lib of a sentence. So um, we'll try to find out a little bit more from Jeremy Fowler. Is DK Metcalf really available? Plus, we'll talk more about um, the rest of the uh, the off season and the ongoing Lamar Jackson saga. Drew Forrester will check in with us. It is Wednesday. We do that every Wednesday. But this one of the few valuable conversations that we have with Drew Forrester during the course of the year, because as you know, I am simply not a golf person, and this is the golf Super Bowl, um, and so Drew will give us his thoughts on uh, who's going to win and, and all that. I think he starts his show this weekend, in fact, on 105.7. I think he begins this Sunday 
with fairways and greens. So we'll talk to Forrester about that. And also later on in the program, I have a former intern who I, I might have to start begging for money pretty soon. Um, my buddy Brad Cronthal, who went on to work for Masson after uh, he had interned with me back in the day at the old radio station that doesn't exist anymore, he has now launched a new betting platform called Alloy Sports, and it is wild, and there is a lot of money behind it, and this is just a world I'll never understand, right? Like, I'll never, I'll never launch anything that has as much behind it in my life as what they're launching with Alloy Sports. So I'm going to let him tell us about it. He's going to stop at the studio a little bit later on. I hear you got a lot behind your launches. Uh, I don't know if that, what is that, a poop joke? <laughs> or I'm not, I'm trying to figure out where you're going with that. The other I'm realm. To fig- oh, oh, okay. Well, we'll talk about that gotta later. Got to prop my boy up. Okay, I appreciate you. <laughs> appreciate you, pal. Um, all right, that's all coming up on the program today. Today's show is also brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel on the FanDuel Sportsbook. And speaking of Drew Forrester, we will be there this Sunday hanging out with you. I got a surprise for everybody on Sunday. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm not going to tell you anything, but I got a surprise for everybody that's coming to hang out to watch the final round of the Masters in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. So just look forward to it. I think you're going to enjoy it. What It's not a surprise is that we're going to have great giveaways for you. Not only the stuff that uh, is provided by a live casino and hotel in the FanDuel Sportsbook, like we have T-shirts and cups and pens, things like that, but we also are going to be giving away free rounds of golf, eight pairs of free rounds of golf. I did not get to the bottom of whether or not you can use both or you have to bring a friend, but that's you know what? It's free golf. That'll be your problem to deal with. We're giving you the free golf. I don't need any more. I don't need any hassle from you. I don't need any of that. I got. Uh, I don't need any of that negativity. We don't need no hateration. Don't need any of that. We're giving you free golf Sunday in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Plus, uh, Forrester will offer you some betting advice as the round plays out. Try to help you make some money. Looking forward to being there. Come join us on Sunday. And think about this, the 61 self-service kiosks. So, admittedly, tomorrow's first round will tee off before... The FanDuel Sportsbook is actually open at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. But that's not a problem because their 61 self-service kiosks are open 24-7. So if you want to go in there tomorrow morning before you go to work and get some bets in, no problem whatsoever. Just stroll right in, go right up to one of those 24-7 self-service kiosks and get your bets in that way. I know the TV broadcast doesn't start until the afternoon, but I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of web streams that you can watch if you want to watch the Masters in the morning. So you can hang out, you can watch, even before the FanDuel Sportsbook is actually open. You can get bets in tomorrow morning uh, on one of those 61 24-7 self-service kiosks. All right, a couple things. uh, By the way, uh, Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios are up at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Would You Rather Wednesday is brought to you by Glory Days Grill. So you can check that out right now. Get your responses in. We will get to that a little bit later on when Forrester checks in. A couple of of items. I got clarity. I had Jim Callis uh, talk to me like I was five yesterday about the draft situation. As he understands, they are going to implement the lottery for next season. So there will be a lottery for the 2023 MLB draft, is as he understands it. There will be a lottery for that year. 
So this season will impact that. So unlike the other things they're waiting a year on, they're not going to wait. There will be no on-ramp. They will go directly to a lottery for this season and the 2023 MLB draft. But what we still have no answer to is whether or not it will impact the lottery at all that the Orioles have the number one pick in this year's draft. We I, still I, have no answer. I was under the impression from people that I talked to that that it starts that was the, with this season. That was the reasonable assumption that a lot of people made. Jim Callis explains that actually was not defined. Okay. There is no definition. There's just vague terminology mm-hmm. that's given. There's no definition to whether or not it's any impact. The reasonable assumption we're making is that, well, it would be unfair. Like, you're not... That there was no rules set in place that said, hey, if you get the number one pick this year, you can't be in the line. Like that, it's, it seems unfair to do things that way. But it actually has to be defined. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be written as an actual rule. And the language of the way that it was, the CBA was written was so vague that we don't know that. So there is no clarity yet. I've, let me say that. I think it is a reasonable assumption to think that when smart people sit down, they'll say, no, there is a new set of rules. We all have to play by the same rules moving forward. We don't have the previous set of rules impact the new rules, right? Like that's, it's a reasonable inference that I think we can make, but it still has to be determined. It has to be defined. And as MLB teams or the Major League Baseball is trying to weed out tanking, if they say, no, we're not going to allow teams that have been tanking to continue to benefit from it, I, I don't know what we do with that at that point. You know, I just don't know how that works. I, I was to understand that even the Orioles don't have that answer yet. That was the understanding. Not, that didn't come from Jim Callis. That came from somebody else that it, I talked to. They're operating like they get the number one pick next year. I mean, what do you mean by that? Just because they haven't... I mean, like, th- but this goes back to the absurdity of what Buster Oney said. Like, the idea that, that suddenly they were going to come out, out in three weeks at the CBA and just spend all of the money. Yeah, go sign like, Carlos Correa and Trevor Story and make it to the middle right, of your give, infield. Give, tra- give Carlos Correa the contract where he can opt out after a couple of years and it never matches up with when you're going to be good. Like, right. It's just... You can't fix that in three weeks. Now, they're going to have to fix it moving forward because there will not be the benefit moving forward mm-hmm. of continuing to be the worst team in baseball. They're going to have to fix it, and that's a conversation that we can have when we get to that point. Unfortunately, it's not today, and it's a bummer that that's where we're at going into opening day. But uh, that is the clarity that I was able to get on the uh, draft question that Paul brought up yesterday. So there's there's one thing that was on my list. By the way, speaking of opening day, Today is the 30th anniversary of the first ever game at Oriole Park at Camden Yards. We had been working on doing like a special show to celebrate it. Unfortunately, as it turns out, a couple of the guys that we really wanted to have on, uh, former Orioles president Larry Lucchino and um, Rick Sutcliffe, who of course famously started the first game at Camden Yards. As it turns out, they had to push some things back, and, and Larry is not available t- tomorrow. Rick couldn't do anything but this afternoon. So tomorrow, we're going to have a hell of a 30-year and one-day anniversary show. Just going to really celebrate that. I believe they, uh, they call that the, uh, the orange peel anniversary, 30 years and one day. <laughs> Is we're just gonna have a hell of a show. It's just the way that it worked out. Nothing I can do about it. It's a bummer, but um, that's the way it's gonna work. So we will look forward to doing that tomorrow. Is today indeed the 30th anniversary of that famous day in 1992, when uh, Rick Sutcliffe threw a complete game shutout as the Orioles beat the Indians, the first ever game played at Oriole Park at Camden Yards. 
Stephon Diggs got his money this morning from the Buffalo Bills, and you knew that had to be coming. The way that wide receivers were getting paid this offseason, there had to be Stephon Diggs' money coming, or else he, much like Devontae Adams and much like Tyreek Hill, would probably have said something along the lines of, move me to someone who will, because it was clear there were a lot of teams that were willing to pay massive prices for wide receivers. Four years, $104 million, and if I'm being honest, looking at some of the other numbers that have been given out, almost comes off as a bargain. <laughs> like, I know it's not, like, I understand that it's still $26 million year. per year, but, but like, in, in the context of the numbers trending towards $30 million per year, like, it almost comes off as a pretty good deal for the Buffalo Bills. Do you look at these deals that these wide receivers are getting and think, man, the Ravens are never going to do that? Because I look at that, I, I can't, I can't imagine them giving that kind of a financial commitment to a wide receiver. Um, no, I don't feel that way. I just, I think we say that because we just haven't seen it. But mm-hmm. I, I think it all it takes is the right player. Right. Once upon a time, we would have said, said the same thing about a quarterback, and then they handed Joe Flacco the contract they handed him because he had just won him the Super Bowl. Right. Um, I just think that we it's hard for us to envision who that would be. If you have Stefan Diggs, like I, I I go back to two years ago where it's bat s insane how no one talked about Stefan Diggs as the MVP of the league. Josh Allen was a wreck as a quarterback. And then Stefan Diggs showed up and suddenly he was the best quarterback in football. And, and it takes nothing, as I've said a billion times, I have no doubt that part of it was Josh Allen improving his craft. There is no question in my mind that the work he did on his own helped in him becoming that player. But there's one tangible difference that we saw between Josh Allen, who we were talking about as a potential bust, versus now Josh Allen, the guy that's making $43 million a year to be a quarterback in the NFL, and it was the arrival of Stephon Diggs. And I remember bringing guests on that year and being like, tell me why I'm stupid. Tell me why that doesn't scream he's actually the most valuable player in the league. And every, as a, every single one of them would be like, eh, you know, you're right. Like, I know nobody was going to vote because this is the way it works now. MVP is just you pick the quarterback, and that's nobody else is allowed to win the award besides the quarterback, which is weird because that actually changed in, in college football, and we let a wide receiver win it a couple years ago, and Devontae Smith won. We allowed one to win the Heisman <laughs> Trophy a couple years ago. Um, but we don't allow anybody that's not a wide receiver or, or not a, a quarterback to win NFL MVP. Just, just a weird bit. That we do, where only quarterbacks are allowed to be in the conversation. Stephon Diggs single-handedly changed the course of that franchise. They had Josh Allen. He wasn't good. Then they suddenly got Stephon Diggs, and they were one of the best teams in football. Now, I'm not saying that makes Stephon Diggs the best wide receiver in the NFL, but he's an unbelievably good one. He's one that I'd like to have on my team. I think we've seen how good DeAndre Hopkins has made the Arizona Cardinals. When he plays, they're world beaters. When he doesn't play, they stink. They're terrible. They're not even a mediocre football team (laughs) when he doesn't play. But when he plays, they were the best team in the NFL last season. They were unbeatable. That's crazy. It's nuts. I, we constantly, we continue to, to do this bit where the quarterback is supposed to make the wide receivers better, mm-hmm. and it's never been true. There's never been a moment where it's been true. It's just the dumbest crap that we spew out of our stupid mouths. 
because we think it sounds smart. Well, when you pay that quarterback, he's going to have to make the wide receivers around him better. That has never happened. <laughs> there is no instance of that. With maybe the exception of like there was one year where Tom Brady had Gronkowski got hurt and you know, he was he really was working with with a far lesser group and and he managed to win anyway. Like there's what? one so one exception have to be Tom Brady. I mean, in fairness, come on, dude. <laughs> like, we kind of have to throw a lot of things out when we talk about Tom Brady. Otherwise, always, eternally, and forever, these quarterbacks are better when they have better wide receivers. There is we can keep doing the bit where we're like, ah, it's gonna hurt Tyree Cor- uh, Hill more to be in Miami than than Patrick Mahomes not to have uh, Tyree kill. You can keep saying that all you want, and I get it. I think Patrick Mahomes is an outstanding football player, and I think he's going to be productive and good. I don't think he's going to be as good without Tyree kill. And I think you're just dumb and continually spewing nonsense when you say these things. This idea that quarterbacks are magicians. We we started this crap with Joe Flacco. Well, when you pay him, he's going to have to make the wide receivers better. And then we got rid of the wide receiver. And it's never been true in the history of the sport. Two is going to the Pro Bowl this year, and then he'll they'll talk about how he took an incredible step forward in his career this year, or maybe he has one. Well, I mean, Tyreek. It's gonna be hard to get to the Pro Bowl in that conference. There's so many. Like you're in the same conference as Joe Burrow and Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen and Justin Herbert, and the list Couple goes on. The- Russell Wilson's there now. Like I hear you. I hear you. One like, of them's I know- sitting out, and one of them's uh, and a few of them just won't go. Uh, that's fair. One of them might be in the Super Bowl, and then a couple would just pass on it. Yeah, it's totally plausible. That ends up default. I didn't even mention Lamar Jackson in that <laughs> list. How, Don't know if you how heard. Could you? I know. Uh, people are actually going to be mad at me about that. <laughs> uh, I heard he's good. I heard he might be a, an option as a, a Pro Bowl quarterback. Um, but yeah, a thousand percent. It's exactly the way we do it. We are convinced that it's the quarterbacks and not like the quality of the guys they're throwing the football to. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's it's nuts. So not surprising at all that Stephon Diggs gets his money from the Buffalo Bills, and uh, it is a frustrating reminder of just how cheap the cost was to acquire some of these wide receivers a couple years ago in a trade. Like both Diggs and Hopkins were reasonably had. <laughs> it is quite frustrating looking back on that. I can't shake that. They were both available for quite reasonable prices and trades. And yet, you know, didn't happen. Hopefully, the Hollywood Brown, Rashad Bateman continue to project and be stars. Maybe maybe the DK Metcalf thing. I, it, it's why I, I always trend towards I'm willing to give up a little bit more for a quality wide receiver. I, randomly, I've heard that A.J. Brown's name is on the trade block. Like, I... That makes they just lost Julio Jones. I get it. It's it's a tough pill to swallow to pay wide receivers prices that we always associated with quarterbacks in the past. But would you rather not? Again, do you think that you're better off throwing the ball to Nick Westbrook in Heen? No offense. You got to pay these guys. That's just the way that it works. I'm stunned that we hear names like this that pop up. On the trade block, it it just doesn't it doesn't make a lick of sense to me whatsoever. I, I have no idea what to make of it. All right, 
Hey, uh, quickly, know the risks, have a plan before you start gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. This is going to be our first Bowie Bay Sox visit of the season. We've been doing this for, I think, 15 years since I've been back in Baltimore. and um, Some years, the Bowie Bay Sox have been the most exciting thing happening within the Baltimore Orioles organization. This year, as they get underway, another exciting group of prospects that are still there. As we mentioned, Jordan Westberg, Gunnar Henderson. And joining us now, the man who's uh, coming here to town to be the new voice of the Bowie Bay Sox. We welcome into the program for the first time Matt Sabatis, who's with us now here on GCR. Matt, it's Glenn and Paul. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking the time, and congratulations on the new gig. Hey guys, I, I I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really looking forward to uh, to getting the season rolling. Even though uh, there's a lot of work still to be done over the next couple of days, but it's 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 been a fun time. Matt, before we get to the team, let's get your story for people that don't know you. Where where'd you come from? What's your background? And uh, why were was this the job that you were interested in coming here to be a part of the Bowie Bay Sox? So originally, I'm from St. Louis. Uh, I grew up there. I went to a, a small college out there too. Uh, got my first little taste in, in just broadcasting out there. And then, like a, like a lot of folks in broadcasting and in media in general, I, it, it kind of uh, evolved quickly after graduation into a have-talent, will-travel kind of situation to where, you know, I'll go wherever the, the, the baseball or the sports in general take me. So I, I've worked in North Carolina, uh, two different roles there, two different roles in Pennsylvania. I've worked a little bit in Florida, worked a little bit back home in St. Louis. Uh, most recently, though, I was I was actually in the was the Double A Northeast, was the Eastern League, is now the Eastern League again. Right. I was in the Eastern League with uh, with the Erie Sea Wolves, so okay. the Tigers affiliate up there in Erie. I was there last season, so I I got just briefly introduced. To the Bay Sox at that point. I didn't get to make the trip down here to Bowie at that point, but I was up for when Bowie visited Erie, got to be a part of that series. And really just in general, when it came to, to finding this role, I was just so enamored with the league as a whole. I, I've, I've worked in a couple of different leagues at this point, and the, I just feel like every different facility, everywhere you go, here in the Eastern League, there's so much diversity in the personalities of just about every stop, and it's so fun to be a part of. And at the same time, it's obviously a pretty good farm system to to you know catch some ball in. Not, so I'm yeah. I'm not gonna complain about uh, getting to to watch some of the the best future stars of the major leagues night in and night out. The, the number one ranked uh, organization, uh, the farm system in baseball, is not a bad place to be working for sure. There's not no at question all. about that. Matt, with that in mind, uh, let's talk about some of the players that you're particularly excited as the season gets underway on Friday night. Some of the players that you're particularly excited. Um, and let's start because I feel like the infield is where things are just kind of loaded. And, and we talk about Westberg and Henderson and Ortiz and, you know, Adam Hall is still there. And, you know, there's still some thoughts that Toby Welk could be a major league hitter one day. Like, how excited are you specifically about the infielders the Bay Sox are going to be rolling out in opening night? That that is one of the the key things that I, I think people are going to be most excited to watch is that 
it's it's such an exciting group of guys that a, a good handful of them have already gotten a taste of of what to expect at Double A. And when you're in minor league baseball, the the you know philosophy is that the jump from single A to double A is usually one of the hardest and can take the longest to pick up. So uh, it's really good that that guys like Westberg and Henderson have already kind of made that jump last season and can really come out of the gate firing here at the very least for the first half or for however long the Orioles might see them to stay here before potentially getting a call up to Norfolk. But the fact is, is that Personally, I am a big fan of, of stellar defense, and I know that this is going to be a crew that can kind of bring it to the table on the infield just about every single day. And you, you said it, you were just kind of rattling off the names there about how much depth and talent there's going to be on the infield from four guys every single game. It's just going to be so fun to watch while at the same time they're just a constant threat at the plate all the time. So we'll we'll see how it plays out in specifics, but I mean, at the very least, this is just such an exciting crew of young and talented guys that should be able to make a big impact from from day one. I'm really looking forward to it. Matt Sabatis is with us, Bowie Baysock's new play-by-play announcer. He joins us on Glenn Clark Radio before the season gets underway on Friday. Matt, give me a name of somebody that maybe, you know, isn't garnering as much attention, the national publications, that that as you've been doing your homework and getting ready for your first broadcast of the season, you're like, this is the guy that I think could be really exciting and maybe people will be talking about a little bit more by the time we get to, say, June or July. I'd say it, it's, it's, it's difficult to maybe call him glossed over, simply because uh as as I've done my studying it it's obvious he got a lot more looks with with DL Hall not getting as much time on the field last season but Drew Rom definitely has yeah. a lot to be excited about and he's he's really one of the last like young lefties that's coming up through the system for for Baltimore he's still only 23 and he's he, he's a 62 lefty who's Deceptive. Matt Matt Blood has really kind of described him as deceptive in a, in a couple of different uh, couple of different conversations about him, and I'm really looking forward to kind of watching him come through. He, again, like I said, you can't necessarily call him no, too no, overlooked I, right. because he, he he's still a, a top twenty guy in in the organization through some of the publications, but he's he's definitely one who I, I think as he continues to to grow into himself and make more progress once he gets a full season under his belt too he should really be able to make a major impact if not through this year in baltimore by next year i'd imagine you know it's interesting you bring that up because we've talked a lot about like in looking at this uh, keith law described it as this way one day he said you can look at this system and you can see a championship caliber lineup throughout between what's at the major leagues and what's available in the system you can find that but you can't necessarily find that right now with the pitching. And I feel like that's sort of the more important thing at the moment is who can become the next John Means from this group? Who can be the guy that and, – yeah. and, and Drew Rom far more thought of than even John Means was at this point. Um, but who can become someone that maybe isn't identified as a future major league quality starter that can become that – because this organization really needs that right now with only a couple of, you know, you point out D.L. Hall and Grayson Rodriguez, there's only a couple of those sort of top-notch pitching prospects that exist. they got to figure out who the other group of guys might be. 
You're, you're absolutely right. And, and one of the things that I've been trying to, to be more mindful of, especially since obviously my focus is on prospects alone in, in the, the case of minor league baseball, but the, the fact is, is that as, as the rebuild finally starts to taper off for Baltimore and they can start, finally start focusing on opening up their window, it's going to be important that not only does, does the entire rotation maybe have to be a, a bunch of prospects, it doesn't need to be Rodriguez and Hall and Rom rolling one, two, three out of the punch, but they, they obviously will have to bring on someone with, with you know, major league experience, a, a few years of veteran right. somewhere along right. the lines. They, they will have to work, whether it be in, in free agency or, or in trades, but the fact is is that Drew Rom will be, at least in my mind, if if he can make some of those just general improvements on on his approach and his consistency because he flashed it a lot at the tail end of 2021 with Bowie he could definitely be a middle of the rotation kind of guy Bay Sox start the season at home this weekend Friday night Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon tickets are available right now at baysox.com promotions this weekend include fireworks on Friday night kids opening day on Saturday and then on Sunday, they're going to celebrate Easter a little bit earlier because they're on the road for Easter, and they're going to have the Easter Bunny make an appearance and an egg hunt for the kids, the whole deal. And, Matt, with that in mind, I need to know, what is your singular favorite minor league baseball event that you have been a part of? I know it's been a weird couple of years, right? So I know we missed out yeah. on maybe some things. What's your all-time favorite promotion that you've been a part of related to minor league baseball? And I know they, I know they did something like this in Bowie in the past, uh, and I, I was a part of something similar. I, I want to say back in 2016, I, I was, I was visiting a team that did one of those, those candy drop events ah, where they fly yes. in a helicopter Big over fan. the stadium and drop a bunch of candy. Big fan. Uh, that, that it was, it was fun watching uh, from the press box just the kids kind of go Thunderdome on picking up as much as they could out in the outfield after the helicopter I, had departed. I do so enjoy that. It's, it's a very fun and unique one. I always enjoy Shave Your Back Night. That's always one of my favorite ones. <laughs> um, and then I, the go-to for me is, of course, Dollar Dog Night because there's, oh, there's nothing more baller than being out with your boys and being like, I'm going to come back with eight hot dogs for the crew. And you just feel... Like you did something really baller, right? Like I remember my my buddy. Um, I got a buddy who, who played in the NFL for a while. He's a professional wrestler, and we were at a game, and he just dropped a twenty down. And he was like, "Give me twenty hot dogs." And I just remember like how baller it felt, and it's just twenty bucks. Like it's not anything, yeah. but it just felt like so baller to be like, "I'm getting hot dogs for everybody." Like it makes you feel better when you got dollar I'm, dog night. I'm picking up the tab. I'm, Correct. I'm the big spender. Yeah. There's just something incredible about that. All right, uh, Matt Sabatis. Again, the season gets underway on Friday night. Um, anything else that, that Orioles fans should know about making the trek down to Bowie this season? Again, the, the good news is we get to use, like, normalcy. We don't have to worry about maybe some of the things we've had to worry about in the past when you come down to games this season. Well, there, there is just uh, one kind of housekeeping thing that we have been trying to make sure we, we – make sure as many fans are aware of as possible. All of the concession stands this season are going digital, so no more cash for the concession stands. But the team store, you can still use cash in. It's just the concession stand. So your food and your drink, make sure you're using your card or your phone if you've got that tap to pay. Just 
be aware of that. Other than that, it's just going to be such a, a fun season with plenty of great promotions and plenty of great opportunities for groups and events to get out here, do your fundraising, have your birthday party, whatever, whatever it is. Just come on out for what should be another fun and very successful season of Bay Sox baseball. Hey Matt, before I let you go, there's something in your bio on Twitter that uh, you know. I, I assume it's something that you're comfortable talking about. Yeah, um, you, yeah. you you mentioned that that you've dealt with Asperger's sy- uh, syndrome, yeah. and you use the hashtag end the stigma. Can you tell me about a mm-hmm. little a little bit about that, and you know, being a broadcaster and working through that, and how important is it to you that other people know like what they need to know about Asperger's syndrome? Yeah, so really, the the end the stigma one is just kind of the the overarching uh, hashtag for that. Just to, just to kind of be a part of the entire trend there with it. But me personally, I, I was diagnosed Asperger's fairly early on. And uh, for anyone that might not be aware, it, it's on the autism spectrum. It's it, it varies a little wildly on what it sort of limits for each person. So for me personally, I do kind of suffer through some very deep social anxiety in mm-hmm. a lot of regards, obviously pretty surprising considering what I do, who I have to interact with and the fact that I'm going through a, a live radio interview right now. But, uh, <laughs> but it, but it's, it's definitely, it, it, it has definitely caused a, a lot of issues in my life and it, it, it has led to, uh, me passing on, on potential, uh, just quick opportunities that, that I maybe could succeed in just because uh, out of general fear and anxiety. And sure. the, the fact of the matter is, is that it, it, it is a, a social disorder. The, the way that I am able to perceive, uh, the emotions and reactions of other people to get very technical with it. And it's uh, like, I'm just very fortunate for the people in my life that have been able to help me work through some of the issues and, and get me access to some of the care that it's helped me work through some of my issues. But I, I always want to make sure that when I do talk about it is that I, I always feel as if I'm one of the lucky ones and that I was provided with a lot of care and access to make sure that this did not negatively affect my life. And the fact is, is that there, there are a lot of people out there that did not get that same, that same access and care that I did. And they're still struggling to, to kind of get through their day to day. So I, I just always like to emphasize patience with, with yeah. that because there, there are folks like me who don't necessarily understand when they're making mistakes and they don't understand how to maybe fix something because they didn't get the, the same level of care and attention that I did. So if, if we could just all show everyone a little bit more patience, especially with, with folks that run into some of the same issues that I have, and that I've had too, I think it would just make pretty much the, the, the world a much easier and manageable place. That's, that's power, man. That's, it's a really powerful statement and an incredible way for you to use your voice and, uh, and thrilled for all the success you've been able to experience and, and wishing nothing but the best as you continue really that, that fight every day. Uh, at Sabatis Sports, that's S-A-B-A-D-O-S Sports on Twitter is how you give him a follow. Matt, we're going to be in touch, obviously. We'll be looking forward to doing this every week during the season. We'll be chatting with players yeah, and uh, managers, and, and we'll gr- grab you back on again at some point as the season goes on. Thank you for taking the time for us, and look forward to making this a weekly thing moving forward, all right? Absolutely. The, to the both of you, thank you so much for, for having me on. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, chatting with you, getting some players on, and just a fun season overall. Thank you, Matt. 
Matt Sabatis, the new play-by-play voice of the Bowie Bay Sox, checking in with us. As we've been doing this for a long time. We'll continue doing it, and we'll start sprinkling uh, Aberdeen in at some point as well. And and we try. We have done our best over the years to help you get to know prospects as they come up through the Orioles system. You never know which one of them is going to turn out to be Trey Mancini. You never know which one of them is going to turn out to be you know, uh, John Means over the years. So looking forward to doing that again this season. All right, so we need to get to a break. But before we do that, I need to tell you that you can join a proud new generation of Baltimore police and make an active difference in your community. Start with competitive wages and excellent benefits on day one. Join for good at bpdrecruit.org. We'll get back to football. Jeremy Fowler joins us next, ESPN NFL insider. Going to talk about DK Metcalf, going to talk about Lamar Jackson, all that stuff that's on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Come in for Glory Burgers, Glory Wings. There's glory for everyone at Glory Days Grill. Enjoy the award-winning burgers, ribs, and wings, or try our fresh salads, hand-cut salmon, or our scrumptious sandwiches. Yum! Come in for daily specials every weekday, like $7.99 burgers on Mondays, $6.99 nachos on Thursdays, and Taco Tuesdays. And watch all of your favorite games at Glory Days Grill, with 25 screens and private speakers at every table, plus game day drink specials. Visit us at glorydaysgrill.com for a location near you. Glory Days Grill. Great food. Good sports. The newest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, we celebrate the 20th anniversary of Maryland men's basketball's 2002 NCAA Tournament Championship. As Gary Williams reflects on how the program rose from the ashes of NCAA sanctions to the pinnacle of the sport, and why his perspective of the title run has changed now two decades later. Plus, Juan Dixon, Lonnie Baxter, and the rest of the team relive the moments that ultimately led them to cutting down the nets in Atlanta. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 
including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. If you miss anything, don't forget that you can find whole shows later on Spotify, Apple, or Amazon Podcast. It's Glenn Clark Radio. The uh, Orioles and Tigers just straight up canceled their uh, spring training finale that was scheduled for today because they didn't have enough pitching available for the game. And yes, Twitter, of course, had a very good time with that, and I understand why. I certainly understand why Twitter had fun with the idea that the game couldn't be played because there wasn't enough quality pitching available. Make your own jokes in response related to the Orioles and pitching. But... Uh, that's it. So the next time we see the Orioles, they will be beginning the season on the road down in Tampa. Right now, let's switch gears, talk a little football. Joining us now, ESPN NFL Insider. He is our friend, Mr. Jeremy Fowler. He's back with us now here on GCR. Jeremy, it's Glenn and Paul in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you as always. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Hey, guys. Yeah, thanks again. How you doing? Everything is good. So... Uh, it- is DK Metcalf really available or not, Jeremy? Like, we heard, you know, the way that you reported it. I know, and I trust me, I'm considering the source, but, like, Howard Eskin said, hey, the Jets tried to give him the number 10 pick. They didn't want that. Is is he really available, or is it more like, yeah, if you want to give us, you want to pay the Deshaun Watson price, we'll trade him to you. So, they're not shopping him, and they've, they've given indications that he's not available. Um, I just think that there's you know, if a team wants to get aggressive enough, I think they can make it happen. So it's probably somewhere in the middle of what you're laying out. Um, you know, there's some gray area here, but you know, I, I do asking people in Seattle, I do get the sense that, um, you know, they're in a good place with him and, uh, but it's just, you know, it's the money's going to be huge. Right. And they're going to have to pay him close to 25 million a year right now. It looks like, I just don't think they're crazy, crazy about doing that right now, you know? So, um, Something's going to have to give. They just have to make that hard decision. It, it's, this I don't is... think any negotiations have happened yet. Okay. So, okay. you know, it's going to be um, if, if a team like the Jets want to give up a first or want to give up huge capital, um, I think it could happen. But right now there's no movement, and, you know, Seattle is definitely comfortable holding on to him and making him a part of their future. It feels like it's worth it to pay that type of price. And I'm not, you know, saying the Ravens would because they're very – It's in their history they don't do that type of thing, but – Man, you know, do you have one of these guys? It, it changes things. There's a reason why these guys are getting $25 million a year on the open market. They're getting paid the way quarterbacks used to get paid, right? Like, I, it just feels like it's worth that type of price. We hear A.J. Brown's name now being brought up by some people. I'm like, I, who wouldn't want to have this type? Do we see how much better these quarterbacks are? when they, Josh Allen was a mess, and then Stephon Diggs showed up. And they're like, yeah, he's probably worth $26 million a year because we saw what happened the moment he arrived here. I Jeremy, it's just shocking to me that teams are still kind of balking at the value of the wide receivers a little bit. Yeah, well, I think part of that is because of the draft. I mean, so many good guys come to the draft. Look at the four guys that need to be paid right now. It's A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, D.K. Metcalf, Debo Samuel. All picks outside of the first round. All (sighs) studs who are going to get huge deals, you know? So, um it, there's so many young guys that come in and ready to play right away, and that, that used to not be the case always. So I think that's part of the issue why teams don't want to pay that. 
Um, you know, in a case like Diggs, I mean, he, you know, he's pretty clearly a top five guy. He fits what they do. He's part of their culture. He and Josh Allen are tight, instant chemistry. So they're paying for more than just a good receiver in that case. You know? sure. so I, I do think it's a case-by-case basis, depending on where the team's at. That's why DK Metcalf is somebody that people are watching, you know, around the league because of the situation. You know, Russ is out. They're clearly in a bit of a transition, you know. So right. do you want to just start over or, and maybe use some of your draft capital to get a receiver instead? Can you explain why Tyron Matthew is still available at this point? It's the thing that makes the absolute like least sense to me about how free agency has gone, Jeremy. Well, I think it's it's because teams feel like they've seen a little bit of decline. You know, that's not a knock on him. It's just he's played nine years, um, a lot of mileage. So, you know, later in, in the year last year, you know, it looked like he had slowed up a little bit. Um, that that's just the sense talking to other teams. Now, is he a great player? Absolutely. Can he help a team? Yes. Um, but it's, you know, he was probably at a price point that wasn't attractive to teams based on what they saw on the film last year. He is. He so is that, that's yeah. the hold up really, you know? So I think it's, he's probably going to end up taking a one year deal with high upside. Um, and you know, we'll see what happens at new Orleans. He just visited them. He is ESPN NFL insider, Jeremy Fowler. He's spending a couple of minutes with us this morning here on GCR. Jeremy, bringing it back to Baltimore, the Ravens tried to land Darius Smith. They've just not been able to find anything as far as pass rush help is, and, and it might just be that now at this point it's going to come down to the draft. Is there anything that's still out there that you would say, you know, I, it, it feels like it would be worth doing something like this for a team that clearly identified pass rush help as a need and hasn't been able to do anything about it in free agency? Yeah, I mean, I think they'll address that in the draft, but you also have um – you know, you got some options. You could bring back Justin Houston, although I know he's on the back nine, clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, look, Jadavion Clowney, I always thought he'd be a good fit coming back with uh, Anthony Weaver, mm. you know, who's mm. kind of their assistant head coach defensive line. He was yeah. with Houston together. He knows Clowney well. So, you know, I wouldn't discount something like that. But they, they've looked at some other guys. I think Rasheem Green, free agent. I think they would have signed him, apparently. Um, something slowed up with his market because he's been close with a few different teams. So we'll see. I think maybe I think they'll end up getting a mid-range guy on a one-year deal at some point of free agency. It might just be after the draft. At this point, there's really no need to panic. The guys that are available now will probably be available late April, early May, unless the team has their draft meeting and figures like, man, we're not going to be able to. We don't want to have to address this certain position for right. two rounds, three rounds. So let's just get a guy now. Yeah, I feel a little bit more comfortable that route. Uh, Jeremy, what do you make of the ongoing Lamar Jackson saga? I mean, we've we've kind of talked it to death over the course of the last month. It it still confuses the hell out of me in part because we just don't know who to talk to. But if the if the truth is really that he just wants to wait a year, like that seems like it's great news for the Ravens because they get him in a lesser number this year and they still get to lock him up. But there's so much fear that the idea is he really just is hell bent on getting to free agency for whatever reason. What do you make of this? Well, I think that that's, that's the ultimate leverage for a quarterback, but he's got to go through three years of that. I mean, that would be a major risk for his style of play to play three years on a fifth-year option, two franchise tags. Um, I think if Baltimore could pull that off, they'd be in a great spot. I just I don't know. At, at some point, the player would probably hold out, and it could be this year. Like, I, I just – he's – you know, I think he just figured it doesn't – you know, it doesn't hurt to – to wait a little bit. I'm a former MVP. Like I've got the clout in the bank. The whole system and team is built around me and my skill set. You know, it's different than like Baker Mayfield's case where it kind of fell apart. Like, you know, the Ravens are all in on Lamar based on the way they play. 
um, the way they've designed things, you know, and he knows that. So there's really no need to overreact. I think that's all it is. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'd be surprised if he's willing to play out three years to get to free agency. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Um, I, that would be awesome to see. I think that's uh, that would be a great experiment to get a guy like that. I mean, look what happened with Dak Prescott. You know, he hit it huge mm-hmm. just by waiting and being patient. And that's the the interesting part to me, Jeremy, is it seems like you don't have to wait any longer for free agency in order to use that leverage, right? Like that, if we learn anything from the Deshaun Watson thing, it's that it feels like the quarterbacks always have. They could just declare themselves free agents at any point and say, you know, I I I have you over a barrel. I, it just it really does feel like. There's this reckoning that's that's occurring with the quarterback position, where everybody complains about how much money they make, but we realize you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a, a prayer, and so they're probably really worth more like fifty percent of your cap because of it, and and it seems like you shouldn't have like he wouldn't have to wait till free agents. If he walked in today and said, either pay me this amount now or trade me, there's probably a de- you know the, the the Panthers are probably pretty desperate. There's got to be a desperate team who'd be willing to give him that type of money. It just seems like you don't need free agents any longer in order to have that leverage as a quarterback. Yeah, there's certainly an, an element of that. You know, I think, um, yeah, the, I think if you're if you're Lamar Jackson, you're probably saying, hey, look, we can make this easy. Um, I'm just imagining when they start negotiations, he can say. I, we can make this easy. I won't take a, a penny right. uh, more than Sean Watson, right, but I won't take a penny less. Exactly you know? right. And then that's, that's the deal. Um, that's sort of the bed that was made, you know, and, and uh, that's why you wait because, you know, the, the market continues to develop. So, you know, I don't know that Baltimore would do that. I, I, I really don't think they would. Um, okay. Which is why this is a fascinating situation. Although they've, they've gar- the Baltimore's guaranteed more money in recent deals, like Mark Andrews comes to mind. Um, I believe Marlon Humphrey's deal had a lot of guarantees. So maybe they're bending a little bit on that and they can find a sweet spot. Um, I'd just be shocked if they say, hey, here's $230 million fully guaranteed. I just, I don't know. I, I think, and look, Lamar's great, but I don't know. I, I don't know if he's like consensus top five guy anymore. That, that's a, that'd be a tough sell. Uh, let me let me follow that up with two thoughts, and then I know I need to let you go, Jeremy, and I appreciate your time. Is that, though, just the way it's going to work, right? Like Steve Bishotti said at the owners' meetings last week, we don't necessarily have to play that game of fully guaranteed contracts. But but is that true, or now that you, know, that you don't put the toothpaste back in the tube? Like, now that Pandora's box has been opened, that's just the way it's going to be moving forward. And if you want to sign a quarterback, you're going to have to give him a fully guaranteed deal because that's what Deshaun Watson got. I mean, it's possible. You know, I think uh, we're going to see how uh, we're going to we're going to test the resolve of these teams to see how far they're willing to go to prevent having to pay that. You know, but if you get into July and August and you just want it over with, you know, whoever's going to be the least patient is going to break. You know, mm-hmm. so um, you know the Ravens might say, "Hey, it's not worth the headache. We know this guy's going to be here. Um, let's just set him up with the money." You know, but I, I just I think. The reason why Lamar's situation is so fascinating is because, and, and when I talk to people around the league, they bring this up, like, look, for as good as he is, I mean, the, the, the running style and the injury risk is huge, you know? So it's like, can you commit all guaranteed money over five more years? I don't know. That's it. I just, for some, that's too rich. Uh, but, but for the Ravens and what they do, they're built around Lamar and he's a great player. That might be worth the risk for them. Well, and, and and who are you if you don't do it? You don't have a quarterback, right? Like you're 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 why we saw it. We we saw what happened with Tyler Huntley. Everybody wanted to believe he could be Lamar Jackson. He ain't Lamar Jackson. Like you just, 
it's a tough spot to be in where the risk is not having a quarterback in this league where you have no prayer. And then the the, the last one for you, at, at some point if you're the Ravens, if Lamar Jackson is hellbent on on getting to free agency, do they have to think about trading him at some point, Jeremy? Do they like have to have the conversation of like, you know, let let's see if there's a team again that's this desperate, um, the way that the Browns were, the way that maybe Carolina might be, or like Washington a year from now when their next quarterback experiment fails on them. Um, is there a point at which they have to consider like we we can't just sit around and wait for the guy? We've we've got to see what's out there and maybe explore a trade. I I would be surprised. Okay. Um, just because I, here here's the thing too that people forget with the franchise tag. So it's not going to be market value for him, right? Because if, if the market value is mid-40s or 40-something million a year, and franchise tag is like low 30 millions or whatever it's going to be. Like It's not market value, but it's also a, a clean one-year fully guaranteed deal. And we saw it with Dak, right? He played on 31 million, and then next year hit a huge deal. Um, when you do these huge contracts, yeah, it looks great on paper. Um so unless it is fully guaranteed, and maybe the Deshaun Watson situation will change things, but typical deals, it's three years, and then the team can get up out of that deal at any time for really no penalty. So if if that's the trade-off, if it, if it is a traditional deal, the bigger number, then why not just play a tag or two? You know, like you can make the argument for the player that the tag is your friend. Sometimes mm-hmm. they work for Kirk Cousins, they work for Dak Prescott, to a charm. So, you know, there's still value in Lamar and the team wanting to do that and going year to year. I don't I, I kind of like it because um, you're betting on yourself and you're, it, it's a fully guaranteed number. But it's huge cap numbers for the team, obviously, right? And like, and it's all you know, a huge cap number in the one year that that hurts you a little bit in trying to make it happen. It is fascinating. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Uh, at Jay Fowler, ESPN, of course, is how you follow him. Jeremy, is there anything we can plug for you where we're seeing you next? Anything like that? Uh, yeah, just uh, check your uh, local ESPN <laughs> station. Yeah, we'll, we'll be there talking uh, about all this all stuff. Right. So. Jeremy Fowler, always appreciate it, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. No problem. Thanks, guys. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL Insider, checking in with us here on GCR. Look, man, you know, it's the same. I I, I get that we're, we're almost getting Lamar Jackson out. It's just that, you know, it's still going on. There's still no deal. All of this stuff is still there. And I've still not gotten any answer that makes it clear to me as to why we're here. Didn't um, didn't they just say a couple of days ago that Lamar said he's waiting until... That no, was the Mike Florio. The Mike Florio report was that the thought is he just wants to wait. He's too focused on this year and just wants to wait a year, which might be true. As I said that yet, it might very well be true, but it's still not sensical. You're leaving tons of money it's, on the table. It's, it just, you can't make it make sense. And until someone makes it make sense, and as you guys know, we, we were supposed to chat with Lamar himself, but we were told we could not talk to him about this. So we decided not to do it because I, I can't, I'm having a conversation and I need the answer. I can't make it make sense. And I think a lot of people are just sort of at peace with like, yeah, but it doesn't really affect me right now, so I'm just not going to bother to care about it. And that's fine. Like I, it, I assure you, once the show is over, once the microphone gets turned off, I don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> it is not. I'm not thinking about it at 3 o'clock this afternoon. It's not. It, well, hang on. What are we doing at 3 o'clock this afternoon? The Maybe I'm specifically talking about at 3 o'clock this par, afternoon. Par 3. Uh, oh, the Masters. Masters Par 3 contest. Yes, I will, I will not be partaking in that event. Um, but you know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm, I'm with you in that it doesn't consume my thoughts, 
but it's no less interesting when it comes back up. No, there is still no clarity. It, again, with the answer, it's possible the answer really is, eh, I'll just wait a year, I'll do it then. Why? It, there's no follow-up to that. Well, I'm just focused on this season. The season is months away, bro. We saw you. You were out playing lacrosse over the weekend. You were out hanging out at Chick-fil-A. Like, you are clearly capable of multitasking. And I'm not, it's not a shot at Lamar Jackson. I want to make that abundantly clear. Lamar Jackson may do whatever he would like to do. He has more than earned that. But it's, it's not sensical to say, I'm so focused on the season, I couldn't think about this. You're, you're plenty capable of thinking about a lot of things. He's clearly thinking about DK Metcalf. He's tweeting about him. He's clearly been thinking about Marlon Humphrey not recruiting hard enough because he's been tweeting about it. Like, he's very capable of thinking about multiple things. So it might be just sort of what he said. I don't want to deal with this now. I just want to focus on the season. But that's not – saying it's not true is the wrong way of saying it because if that's what he's saying, that's what he's saying. It's not an accurate depiction of what you're doing. Right. Like we're, we're you are you are clearly capable of multitasking. Why are you choosing to not do it? And that's the part where it gets fascinating because again, I I still think that ultimately this will end with at some point the Ravens figuring out a long-term deal with Lamar Jackson. But every day that goes by, some of that has to be like at one point I was 98%. I ain't 98% anymore. I'm still better than 50-50, but I ain't 98% because none of it makes any sense. And every time anyone shares any modicum of a thought about it, it makes less sense. Like, I keep coming back to, it's the way to get the, the pure leverage is to get the free agency, but why can't he use the leverage that he has? And no one can answer that question for me. This goes back to the Stefan Diggs MVP thing where I'm like, you got to tell me why I'm stupid. Because <laughs> I definitely might be stupid. There's no doubt about that. Anybody who's listened to the show knows it might very well be that I'm just stupid. But you got to explain it to me. Why am I the idiot? And every time I run it by, nobody can answer that question to me. Why don't you force the leverage now? You've got it. There are desperate teams that need quarterbacks. And if the answer is, yeah, but the Panthers wouldn't specifically want. Like, this could be, the answer could be that they looked out and they asked all these other teams that needed quarterbacks. And all these other teams said, yeah, but you're not the quarterback we want. Now, I would find that extraordinarily unlikely, but it's possible, right? And that would be an answer. That would be, he doesn't actually have the leverage you would think that he has. Makes zero sense. There's no world in which it would make more sense that the Falcons want to throw out Marcus Mariota or whatever of these quarterbacks they end up taking in the first round as their quarterback next season. But, you know, at least it would be an answer. At least it would be something that was more definitive. Right now, when I ask people about why doesn't he already have all of the leverage, it's more like, well, you know, I mean, uh, and there's like this hemming and hawing involved. We just watched it. We just saw it. A guy had 22 allegations, didn't need a contract, and got one. Well, yeah, but he was essentially a free agent. But he wasn't. He wasn't a free agent. 
He forced his way to being a free agent. Why can't everybody else do that? Like, I know I'm not the smartest guy in the room. I know that. Maybe in this room. We'd have to do a test. I don't know. I don't know which one of us is smarter. But most rooms that I'm in, I am not the smartest guy in the room. So I'm not trying to assume that I know something that nobody else knows. But I do know that when I pose this, I'm not getting straight answers. I'm just getting hemming and hawing. And I'm not sh- this is not a shot at Jeremy Fowler. I'll make that abundantly clear. Who's answering it as well as he possibly can. Because it seems like the answer really is, oh, we're not really considering that, right? Like, I guess we're just not really thinking about that. The truth is, because you said it's, it's so nonsensical, nobody really knows. We're just sort of like allowing it to float in the air. And I get it. That's... That's fine. Yeah, we. I'd prefer to take a break if we can. We can't. It's forced. We can take a break. It's very frustrating not have answers, man. I just want to know. Like, I just want to know. Just explain it to me like I'm five, please. Make the most out of every day in a Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models, a RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Drew Forrester joins us next. This is Glenn Clark Radio. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Answering Baltimore's calls for help, running in when others run away, working together toward one shared vision for a thriving city. That's your Baltimore police. But the department needs more good people, people like you. Join a proud new generation of Baltimore police and make an active difference in your community. Start with competitive wages and excellent benefits on day one. Join for good at bpdrecruit.org. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets with Glenn Clark and Paul Valley every Tuesday morning at 1140. Fandle Sportsbook GM Bruce Billick and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and even a few winners. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday at 1140 a.m. Brought to you by the Fandle Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com radio. Watch at YouTube.com PressBoxOnline. Come in for Glory Burgers, Glory Wings. There's glory for everyone at Glory Days Grill. Enjoy the award-winning burgers, ribs, and wings, or try our fresh salads, hand-cut salmon, or our scrumptious sandwiches. Yum! Come in for daily specials every weekday, like $7.99 burgers on Mondays, $6.99 nachos on Thursdays, and Taco Tuesdays. And watch all of your favorite games at Glory Days Grill, with 25 screens and private speakers at every table, plus game day drink specials. Visit us at glorydaysgrill.com for a location near you. Glory Days Grill. Great food. Good sports. 
Baseball is back. I'm Paul Valley, And I'm Zach Goodman. You can find us live every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon talking all things Orioles and Major League Baseball. Like the debuts of Adley Rutschman and Grayson Rodriguez. And how the rotation and bullpen are rounding into form. Watch us live at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline and Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. Or you can listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. That's the bat around live with the latest in baseball coverage every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. We can't imagine why you'd want to, but you can watch GCR live. It's at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. And try to guess whether these guys are wearing any pants. If you haven't picked up the print issue of PressBox, it is available still. We are, I think, a couple weeks left on this, two weeks, I believe, uh, that this one's available celebrating the 20th anniversary of Maryland's 2002 National Championship of Gary Williams on the cover. It is free right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town. Where you find PressBox, or read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. The Orioles have shared out the final images of the left field wall on their Twitter account, and I still can't get over how jarring the left center field thing is, but whatever, man. Hopefully nobody gets hurt, and it's not a significant issue. It, I, I just, I've said all I can say about it. It's, it's embarrassing. That left center field thing is embarrassing. That's not, that's not Major League Baseball, man. Like that's. Anyway, um, also I realized like the thing to do is just try to hit it right down the line. You try to hit it right down the line, you're still good at 333 feet. There's still a foul pole right there waiting for you if you can hit it down the line. All right, um, it's Masters Week, and this man is making his debut on 105.7 The Fan on Sunday with Fairways and Greens, a special two-hour edition of the program from 12 to 2. And then he's coming down to hang out with us. He said, I need to be around a real golf expert. And so he called me and asked me where I was going to be for the Masters on Sunday, and he's going to be with us in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. He's our buddy, Drew Forrester. What's going on, pal? How are you? All right. Well, two things. I'm actually pulling into the casino as we speak. Are you really? <laughs> I am. To do what? I am. What are you and doing? second, as we know who designs the covers of Presbot. Oh, and actually, we, you know what's we funny? Now know, this was not, we now know who designed this, the covers. This, this is the irony of the irony. When, when the decision was made about what we're going to do with this issue, I suggested something else. I, well, I, I suggested I something else. I totally don't believe that. You can say that all you want. This was a Stan the Fan Charles. Stan Charles informed me that Gary Williams had never been on a cover of Press Box in the history of the publication, and so he wanted all Gary right. Williams. Well, I'm, I'm talking to Stan tomorrow night, so you, I'll, I'll blow him up. Oh, about you're that. Doing, that's right. You're doing his uh, Facebook Live right. show. Guys, right. want to tune so in? Yeah, I am pulling into the casino as we speak. So I'll, I'll, I'll send a picture of my betting slip. I was going to say, so so tell me what it is that you're there to do. What it, You're there to get bets in before the tournament begins that you're looking to cash in on Sunday while we're there hanging out for the final round. That's the idea? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, obviously one of the cool things about, well, every sport now, but one of the cool things about golf is because they have – it becomes four separate events, right? It becomes a Thursday event, Friday event, Saturday event, Sunday event. Is you know you can you can kind of get a feel for who's playing well, who's not playing well. I mean, maybe five of the guys I bet today aren't going to play well Thursday, and yeah, you they're can make done, five but, new bets on Sunday. But right. I can, yeah, right. So um, I'll probably do mostly. 
I've got six guys that I'm kind of that I'm. I got six six win tickets. I'm going to play, but I'm also going to do a couple top twenty fives. Some guys that I don't think you know can win, but I but I think will play well. Kind of deal, um, and I may group them together. So we'll see. It's a you know. If, if you like to wager on stuff, this is probably the place to go. No, there's no doubt about that. Uh, <laughs> Paul is really hot and bothered about this. Um, there's this. There's this special prop that FanDuel is offering right now. I'm gonna okay. let him run it by you and okay. see how you feel about it. All right. So I did a little research on Shane Lowry, and I saw that he's finished in the top 13 in five of his last six events. And there's okay. a there's a plus 2,000 odds prop that Shane Lowry, Bryson DeChambeau, Xander Schauffele, and Victor Hovland all finish in the top 20. Tell me why who, I shouldn't. Who, who were they? Uh, Lowry, Lowry, Lowry DeChambeau, Schauffele, and Hovland all finish in the top 20. Tell me why I shouldn't go put some money on that after the show today. Lowry, DeChambeau. DeChambeau. Who was the other one? Schauffele? Yes. Yeah. Um, and then what was the last and, one? And, and the guy you think is going to win. Oh, Hovland. Mm-hmm. All finished in the top 20. Yes. Um, l- love it. Love it overall. I think Lowry is a sneaky guy this week. I think he could be he could he could be someone who's in the hunt. Um, you know, Schofield just hasn't played very well, which probably is one of the reasons why they threw his name in. He just hasn't really played. But all he that always well. plays well and made and plays well in majors. Yeah, but he but recently he hasn't. But he but he does have a, a good track record. Augusta he he's been in the hunt there once or twice. Um, DeChambeau, obviously, is the X factor because of his wrist. There is no telling with him, much like with Tiger. There's no telling really how hurt DeChambeau is. Because um, he said, I'm 80%. You know, um, but I like that. I mean, I, I think, you know, what, 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 were the, what was the number? 2,000 to 1? It's, uh, it's, well, no, it's, no, it's not 2,000 to 1. It's plus 2,000. It's 20 to 1. Oh, oh, oh 20 yeah. to 1, I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that that's, you know, they don't have to win, right? They could just go 18, 17, 16, 15, and you win. Right, yep. I think that's, a, I think that's good. I, you know, they, you could poke a hole in every one of those guys, for sure. You know, Lowry's never really played well there. Um, DeChambeau had one really good run when he, when he was an amateur, but he, he kind of hits it all over the place. You could poke a hole in all of them. But they all could also you know, finish 10 under. All right. So I I like that. Because I'm the stats man. If there's anyone, again, who is a a, a real golf expert around this group. That's you, for sure. It would be me. Uh, Schofle has finished in the the top 20 in 10 of his last 14 major championships. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what he does, right? uh, He plays well. Um, He's, you know, everyone would kind of tell you on tour, he's not really a finisher. But you don't. But to finish in the top twenty, you don't need to be a finisher. Exactly right. You, you, you don't have to. All you got to do is finish in the top twenty. I feel he like could too- be he could be T five going into the last round, not finish and finish T sixteen, and you're still happy. I, I had somebody yesterday who was talking to me. Who was, again, is I'm trying to figure out because I got to do this with you for and God, Lord knows, I am I am woefully not prepared to do a golf thing for four hours on Sunday, but I'm trying to. 
I had somebody reminded me that like a great bet for the Masters is betting who makes the cut because it's almost like easy to make the cut at the Masters because of the type of field they put together. Can you explain that to me a little bit? Well, you can sort of eliminate, I mean, just for kicks for while we're doing this, like, Paul, you should grab the field real quick if you've got access to it, right? And just, I don't know, read off. 12 names. Now they'll probably be in alphabetical order, but you read off 12 and unless it's, unless there's something wonky about the order, six of them, I'll probably say can't make it. Okay. You, like, got, the, you got the field. I got it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Jose Maria Olathabal. Can't, can't make it. JJ Spawn. Uh, you know, first time he's ever been there, likely to not make it coming off a win last week. Um, you figure kind of worn out, travel problems, probably can't make it. All right. Mike Weir. <laughs> can't, yeah. Probably can't make it. Yes. Hasn't played well there since he won. Austin Greaser. Can't make it. Padre Harrington. Um, sneaky. Could make it. You know, older now, knows the golf course very well. I don't even know how he qualified. He, he could make it. Sepp Straka. Straka. Uh, interesting guy because he's had a really, Such really a good random, run. What a the... random group of names you're picking. Like, why right, are you? Right. This yeah, is, like, this, um, I looked up and this is by tea time tomorrow. Oh, okay. Right. Interesting guy. Hits a lot of greens. Could be a sneaky, I don't know what he is, 65, 75 to 1. He could be a sneaky, good top 10 wager if those are available. He's a nice player. He's very I underrated. Assure, I assure you they're available. Uh, Fran- yeah, oh, sure. I know. Francesco Molinari. Could win. So he's making it. Larry Mize. Not making it. So see what I mean? Like now, if we did this in a regular tour event, every guy you named, I would say he can make it. He can make the cut. Well, sure. That guy can make it. So you've got all the old, I say all the old players, anyone. And I, I probably discounted Olafable a little bit too quickly there because of, of all of the old guys. And I'm talking about anyone who won before Tiger won in 97. Let's just, We'll consider that the 96 winners and backwards, Olafable's probably the only one that if you made me bet him, if you made me bet one old guy to make the cut, he would be the guy I would pick. That's interesting. But the rest of those guys, the rest of them that are all still trying, um, I assume Mize is still playing, but if you're, and I, I guess Ray Floyd is still playing. I know Woosnam is no longer playing. Now, Couples is still a decent bet to make the cut. He always plays well there. But the, the younger guys, the amateurs and those guys, one or two of them make it every year. I mean, there'll be one there'll be one of those kids sitting in Butler Cabin on Sunday with Jim Nance and, and Hovland. But, you know, it, it's, it is easier to make the – it is easier to make it slash bet on it than in any other – than in any other – event, but you still have to remember that even a guy like Straka, who's had a heck of a year, the golf course is so nuanced there, he, he could easily shoot 72-75 and not make it. All right, I want you uh, to, yeah, I, I want you to do me a favor while you're there today, all right, because I'm going to see you on Sunday. I'll Venmo to you right now. I want you to put in a $20 bet for me, all right? Okay. I want you to put in 20 bucks on a parlay of Chauflay in the top 10 and Finau in the top 20. Okay. And that gets my odds to plus 669 on that parlay. All right? So I want you to throw that in for me, 20 bucks on that parlay, 
and I'll I'll take care of you. I'll Venmo you later today, and we'll get that taken care of because I want to cash that ticket on Sunday. So for like. In the, in the top 10, Finau in the top 20. Yep. Okay. Yep. I mean, Finau's been so bad yeah. that, like, he, at some point, you got to kind of figure, and this is a little bit, you know, the golf course has changed, too, so much over the last 15 years. This used to be a place where if you couldn't chip or putt, you, you just couldn't win. Now, because they've lengthened it so much and they've changed some of the holes, now it's become a little bit more of a driver's golf course where if you don't hit your driver well, it's really going to be difficult for you to, you know, for you to contend. And that's the one thing Finau does well. Yeah, he's, so he's, despite the fact that he hadn't played very well in in, in six months, yep. it could be a weird this could, could be a weird one for him. Well, he's because three he does or four. The ball well. He's played in four Masters in his career. He's been top ten in three of them. Yeah. So you know. The, the, and, and again, the course over the course really changed the third time or fourth time. Tiger won the fourth time, I guess, in 05. Yeah. The fourth time Tiger won, they said, okay, that's enough. So right. that's when they really started to reconfigure. You know, they changed the tee right. box on 11 to make it more of a draw tee ball because Tiger would be blasting up 310-yard fade out there. Like, they've changed the way the golf course moves, and now it's become a lot more about guys that can just drive it straight. That's... So Finau's a Finau's an interesting play this week. Any other week, probably not. At least now, because right. he hasn't played right. well. But it's It's mostly been his putting, right? That's been the issue of late. Yeah, I, I, I saw his stats like three weeks ago. I haven't seen him recently, but yeah, his putting, like most of them. I mean, Rom's not played particularly well recently because of his putting. Um, but I, I, I keep. I mean, I know I say this a lot, and I keep stressing this. Like this, you almost can't. This golf tournament is—it's almost like playing baseball at Fenway Park. Like you—you you can have all the stats in the world, and you can bring Clayton Kershaw in there, and you can do—you can have all the stats in the world. But when you play at Fenway, it's a whole different baseball game. Uh, that's and, a fact. And this is kind of the way it is here. It's—it's right. it's totally a different. It's—it's it's still golf, and uh, you still got to do all the things you normally do. But so much of this is about where you hit your ball in the green. You know, you—you could have. You could have 20 feet, and your opponent could have, or the guy you're playing with could have 40 feet on on a dozen of these greens, and he's got a way better chance of two-putting than you. So it, it just a lot of it just depends on where the ball stops and where the pins are, and there's so much nuance that goes into it. And typically, they have set the – typically. Now, again, maybe they change it up, but typically they've set a lot of back-left pins – which means that you've got to hit a lot of draw shots into the holes, and the draw shot is the one that doesn't stop. So a lot of these guys who fade the ball have trouble because they play okay. a lot of back-left pins. Okay. So they're, they're in again. Normally, no one would be thinking about that at the John Deere Classic. Right, right. But here, that's, that's what they do. And it's not trickery. They just say, we're going to identify the best player this week, and the best player is going to be the guy that can navigate all of these little different things about the golf course. So, you know, I think Finau is kind of an interesting play, despite how poorly he's played. All right, yeah. Because he strikes me as a guy, even though I know he's only won one time, and he's had a bunch of couldn't close, couldn't close, couldn't close, he strikes me as a guy that, like, could win one of these sort of by accident. Yep. And you're like, really? Tony Finau won the Masters? But 
the guy that won last year was never going to win the Masters, and he won. That's that's a fact. All right, get get your ticket in for me, okay? Get your okay. T- get that, get that ticket in. Top ten on Showflay, top twenty on Finale. When's the tournament start, by the way? Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, all right, I believe it starts tomorrow. We will be there. We will be there Sunday. Drew's going to come down after he finishes up his show on 105.7 The Fan. He's going to hang out with us in the FanDuel Sportsbook. We got uh, free rounds of golf to give away. For those of you that are in attendance on Sunday in the FanDuel Sportsbook, Drew will help you win some money during the round. That's the other cool thing, too, is there's so much live betting going on, right? Like, you can literally, like, by Sunday, you'll be able to bet, like, hole to hole what's happening. So, Drew will help you out with some advice on how to bet the tournament when we get I'm to I'm wearing the black round. pants and a red shirt. I know that. Oh, you're dressing like Tiger. I, you know what? I actually have a surprise for you for Sunday. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you anything about it. I got a surprise oh. for you on okay. Sunday. Drew, I do I do want to ask you real quick about a. I just wanted to finish the thought. We It's the FanDuel Sportsbook Live Casino and Hotel. And, again, all weekend long, you can get your bets in on their 61 self-service kiosks. But we will be there Sunday afternoon hanging out in the FanDuel Sportsbook. I'm going to text you a picture in about six minutes. As soon as we're done, I'm I walking in. I love it. So, Drew, I've watched Tiger his entire career just do things that nobody else can do, which is why I don't put anything past him. He's going to play. And Tiger plays to win. If you're if you're placing a bet on Tiger, what kind of bet are you placing on him? Top forty, top twenty? Do you think he has any shot at winning this thing? Where do you put Tiger right now coming back? Hundred percent, he has a chance to win. I said that last week. He yeah. he always has a chance to win. He he knows the golf course. It the what he does well dovetails perfectly with this, which is he's a good driver of the golf ball. Um, You could make any bet on him, and they're all good bets. Top 40, sure. Top 20, sure. Win, sure. Nothing would surprise me. I don't think he's going to win because only one guy can win, and you just got to pick someone, and I think Hovland's going to win. But, you know, one million percent Tiger could win. And I think it's been fairly evident, and I have a friend of mine who lives in, well, he lives just outside of Jupiter, who's loosely sort of around medalist. He's a caddy. He's around medalist a lot, who says, like, for the last six weeks there in that, in that community, it's been like a, a running joke. He's been playing golf every day. He just is so good at being secretive about it. And there's a piece of the property that kind of juts out near a road. And there will be some people there occasionally taking video and pictures because you've seen some of them surface on Twitter. But he's really, really good at disguising when he's playing. And, but he's been, he's been playing for a month and a half. Like, they've all known he was going to play. And I really wonder, I'm by no means am I discounting what happened to him last year, and I'm not discounting the injury, and I'm, it, it was awful and all that stuff. But I think now, like currently this week, I think he's overblowing the whole, I might play, I might not play, I'm hurt, I can barely walk. I think that's an overblow. Why he's doing that, I have no idea. Like, I don't know what the benefit is of trying to make people or convince people that you might not play. It's not. It's not like football where the Ravens disguise if Lamar is going to play. We know right. why they do that. Well, it's to add to his. But there's his no game the planning at the Masters. You're right. either you're going to play. Mean, you're going to play the same way, whether or not Tiger. Right, yes, right. You're not. You're not changing the way you play on Thursday because Tiger's in the field. So, but could he win? Hundred percent. He could. You know, sure, he could win. I mean, nothing. Nothing would ever surprise me with him. For sure. All right. All right. He's Drew Forrester, Drew's Morning Dish.com. And 
Is there anything else you need to say about the match? Is there anything else that you're like, did the, again? Well, you know, baseball starts tomorrow. Well, I don't know if you nobody, know nobody cares. But not the Yankees and Red Sox. They're not playing tomorrow. They've decided to pass. Why? I don't know. There's like some weather or something. I don't weather? Know. Oh, okay. Yeah, they've decided to pass on playing tomorrow. I had the Orioles. I had them at 66 wins, but when they traded oh, so you like Scott the, and- you like the over. When they traded Tanner Scott and Solcer, I dropped it down. That, to that was what. Six. That was what changed it for you. Was it <laughs> trading those guys? <laughs> imagine, I imagine think being they're a sixty-four win team. Well, that would still be the over. <laughs> I think they win sixty-four games. You're still bet. How exactly? How exactly? Well, I don't know how with their pitching. I right, will that's say the that. Point. Like, like that's the yeah. The, the point is, how do they pitch their way to sixty-four wins? Yeah, man, it might be more like forty-seven. You're that's right. What I'm saying, like, the pitching yeah. is the story. The pitching is the problem, man. Like, that's just the reality. Yeah. No. Nah. Yeah, it's more like forty-seven. You're That's right. exactly right. All right. Um, but anyway, nothing else. I mean, I'm. I, I think it's going to be awesome. I, I, I've got two real dark horses that I'm going to go definitely throw a little money on now. I really think this is a. There's a really good chance Justin Rose is heard from. He yeah. hasn't done anything at all, but he's played this golf course very, very well. He had a great chance to win in 2017 when Garcia beat him. He still strikes me as the kind of guy that his quality of golf for his career suggests he should win more than one major. And I think this is the kind of place he could win. So I, I, I really like his chances and I wouldn't be surprised. And, and I got to figure out where to bet him, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Westwood hang around. Okay. Like right. he's always played this golf tournament. Well, um, don't think he can win it at 49, but I, I just, I have a funny feeling about him. Like, you know, he's, again, You always, I always like to think about which guys could be sitting there on Sunday and what would Jim Nance's, like, what would his opening remarks be? And, right. and I, I just kind of hear him talking about Lee Westwood. Okay. Like, All right. You know, the, so, the, the crowning jewel st- of his Stunner career. of stunners. Forrester's thinking about Jim Nance in his sleep. Really surprised. <laughs> Really surprised to learn that's the case. Yeah, to throw that in there. Huh? Anyway, I'll take a bro. picture. I'll show you I'm in there. All right, hang on. We got to play Would You Rather Wednesday. We got to do oh, yeah, that sure. quickly. Would You Rather Wednesday is brought to you by Glory Days Grill. This weekend, as Drew mentioned, baseball is back. Glory Days Grill is celebrating with the Danker Dog, a fully loaded chili cheese dog, which is available all weekend long with fries for just $8.99 Thursday through Sunday. Stop in and enjoy the Danker Dog this weekend as you celebrate the return of baseball. No place better to hang out, watch the games, watch the Masters, or if you're going home, order some food to bring with you from your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Someone who participates today is winning a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill, so respond at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter or Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Would you rather, numero uno, speaking of the Baltimore Orioles and their projected win total for the season, would you rather the Orioles stun everyone and win 75 games this year, but Adley Rutschman looks terrible, or Rutschman wins Rookie of the Year and they win 63? Well, uh, Rutschman every time. Okay. I clearly had the numbers off on this. If I made it 500... No? No. Oh, if you made it 81 and 81? Yeah. Which tells me that they went into September at, you know, 
73 and right. 73? They, or they, they were 70? alive. There was some life in Baltimore I, this I year. The other thing, too, I is I was trying to figure out what the factor was for when people would start thinking about what the other things – what what other things occurred to get them to that win total, and do they outweigh a bad season from Adley Rutschman? Like, in order to get to 75 wins, does that mean that both Grayson Rodriguez and D.L. Hall had to get here and be legitimate pitchers? Because if that's the case, then maybe is that worth trading off one bad season? Like, that was the math that I was trying to do internally – but it didn't come out in the wash. I, the numbers no, are off. Everybody, said everybody's on. Eighty-one and eighty-one, but Rutschman stinks. Or Rutschman's the rookie of the year, and they win seventy games. Like I would take the eighty-one and eighty-one. I, because I think then there would be some meaningful baseball. I do like the idea of meaningful baseball. I do. I still don't. At the end of the day, there's still just no benefit from being a five hundred team. So I'd still struggle with that. Yeah, but I don't know that I agree with that. I would have to think more about the what occurred that got you. That yeah. that's the part that that to me I thought people were going to play. Maybe this is just me thinking about how Kyle used to do these things. Um, I thought it would play a little bit more to think about what occurred that got you to that number, and so that was the part that was interesting. All right, number two. This is a relevant one for you. Your spouse is giving you a lovely gift. Mrs. Forrester says, I got you grounds passes for all four days and a motel near Augusta. Go enjoy your week. Or, or she takes the kids. And again, this is not, this is your own spouse, your own scenario. They all go visit their, uh, the folks. They all go visit your in-laws. They leave you the couch, the TV, no responsibilities for four days, and five hundred dollars in gift cards for takeout. Which would you rather? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I've never been to the Masters for all four days. Mm. Um. But you've been. You've the, 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 the side that people are, for the wine. Who's paying for who's the wine? For the, well, you got to pay for the wine while you're down there. Unfortunately, that's on well, you. There goes yeah. all. There yeah. goes all my money. Yeah. Back, right. Correct. Well, you're also presupposing that if I was there at home for four days, I'd play golf in the morning. Well, you could do whatever you would like to do. You have no responsibilities. You can do – you've got those four days to yourself. Well, I would, I would answer it by saying this. I, I've been to Augusta. I love it. I, I've never been on the day of, day of a tournament. Right. You're always going for the tournament. practice rounds. I'm always going for the practice rounds. I've never been there on, day, on the tournament day. I – I have been to other golf tournaments, U.S. Opens, and I went to a Ryder Cup. I mean, I've been to other events on the day of the event, and and they are a tad overhyped mm. because you're because you're you can only yeah, navigate kinda, your way around. Kind of hard to watch the tournament, right? But then all the other stuff that goes on with it is exciting, right? right. Um, but I think I would want to go for four days to Augusta and be there. I've never done that. Okay. All right. So, by the way, more people lining up with uh, no, just let me stay at home. And some of that is yeah. people, some of it is people that genuinely don't like golf, and they're like, I'd rather. I get it. But there's I, also I know, but there's also people in there who are like, you know, it's the whole thing. I I do think experience. it would be kind of cool. I am a little jealous every year when because you know when I go to the practice rounds, there, there aren't any people sitting around eighteen generally. The ropes are there, and I've stood there many a day and and remembered where putts happened like on 18 green like i've stood there and i'm like man mark O'Meara was right here this was his line and this is where greg norman putted and almost won like i've done that right i do think it would be cool to be there on sunday to see to see the winning or the whatever you know to see the final putt assuming it doesn't go to the the 10th hole playoff right 
But I, I think it would be kind of cool to be there on a Sunday. All right, and number three, uh, this requires you to have seen something that went viral this week. Um, are you familiar with the idea of a peanut, peanut buttercup? Not at all. Okay. Imagine I hand you a Reese's peanut butter cup. It's a delightful okay. treat, correct? So far, we're in good shape. Of 100%. You take a bite in, and instead of finding peanut butter on the inside, what you find is baked beans. Hmm. Now, would you rather? Well, I, I like baked beans. Oh, what is wrong with you? I heard it. I mean, baked I beans heard are, it is. Baked beans are fine. I want to take that. I want to. I want to. I want to. Because people are going to hear that. Baked beans are totally fine. In context, they are not okay in this context. So, okay. Would you rather lose a bet that requires you to pay one thousand dollars to a person you have despised that you have not liked since you were in high school? You got to pay that person one thousand dollars losing a bet, or you have to eat twenty. Peanut butter cups in one sitting. Dude, I ate a Oreo. That's one sandwich. sandwich. That's With one on it. sandwich. And it was awesome. Yeah, you loved it. You were asking for another. It was you're a creep. Give me the give me the twenty peanut oh things. God, what's wrong with you? What's wrong <laughs> with you? You got a problem. All right, uh, Drew'sMorningDish.com. Uh, then Sunday at noon, Fairways and Greens. On 105.7 The Fan. Are you doing anything special for this show? By the way, you haven't even asked me. Who I, I do. I do. actually have yeah. a special guest joining me who has played in the Masters a number of times. Okay. All right. Never won it, All right. but has played in the Masters a number of times. How do you He know? will be joining me on the debut edition of Fairways and Greens. But how do you know Len Matisse? I don't even understand. How, are, how did you guys become no, friends? not Len Matisse. Uh, you're not even going to bother asking me who's going to win? I am not because I already know who you're going to say. Well, it's, I, it's an kinda, old, kind of disres- disrespectful of you. It's I ask you every joke. year. Come up with new material every year. I've a- you're you're <laughs> telling me to come up with new material come every new year. Material. I ask you who's going to win the Masters. You said Victor Hovland, and That's you're correct. not going to ask me. I'm you I, clearly. I, I'm doing a lot of research. I'm putting a lot of effort into this. I'm getting ready for our appearance Sunday at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. I am putting effort in, and you're not going to ask me who's going to win the Masters. No, but I'll go put a bet on Chichi Rodriguez for you right now. Why do you step on the bit? I was going to Paul. I was going to Paul ask me instead. I was where oh, I was going to go. Sorry. That's of Sorry. course my pick for the Masters, Chichi Rodriguez. Right. That's the way. Look, I keep telling you, he's due. He's due. He is due. He's due. That's for sure. All right. Uh, Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com. All right. I'll text you a picture of your slip here in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know, and I'll I'll Venmo you, all right? All right. right, There he is. Drew Forrester checking in with us uh, ahead of his show, debuting on Sunday, and then our appearance Sunday afternoon in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Okay, we continue along on a Would You Rather Wednesday edition. Quickly, your answers for Would You Rather Wednesday. Number one, you're still going with Rutschman. Yeah, I think that... i got to figure out what the numbers would have had to have been because overwhelmingly everybody's going with Rutschman. Uh, Brad, Brad, come in here. You can play Would You Rather Wednesday too. Brad Kronthal's here. You can come in and play Would You Rather Wednesday. Um, I, I, I clearly screwed up the numbers here. I clearly made a mistake. 75 wins was not enough. I don't know what I would have had to have made, or or maybe the opposite way. Like, what if it was 75 versus 47? What if the flip side was a 47-win season? I just, 
I can't imagine getting much higher if Rutschman doesn't work out. And now, and I guess if you're just saying he stinks this year, but maybe he can still no, be it's good. Not, it's not saying he can never be good again. He just he looks terrible this year. Yeah, I, I guess and something the, had to go right in order to get you to 75 wins. Something had to go right because there's no way you look at this team and think that they could win 75 games. I just the know danger, that, of course, is that it's Jordan Lyles, which helps you in no way, right? If like, the Orioles, if the Orioles win 47 games and Ruch, but Rutschman, a, I don't think Rutschman's winning Rookie of the Year if his team wins 47 games. But well, I mean, if he's that good, but I, I can't see that. I can't have them take that big of a step back, even though it's only five losses. That that's that's like historically bad. Um, but you're right. A lot of things would have to go right for him to stink, and then. I, I wouldn't be able to. De- I, I wouldn't internally. I don't right, think so I tell me cope. the numbers. Tell me the numbers that would be the trade off for you. Rutschman stinks, but they win eighty five games. Uh huh. Versus that means, versus, versus Rutschman being rookie of the year and them winning sixty three. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So I uh, Brad here. We're going to talk to him in a second. Brad used to. We, we called him Brad Penny back in the day, and I found out recently when I bumped into Brad that he was still saved in my phone as Brad. Why did we call you Brad Penny? Where did that come from? I don't know. It's great to be on your program. You got to you got to talk right into the microphone, Brad. I apologize. I said I don't know. It's great to be you, on your you, program, you, by the way. Do you, wait, it's a wild <laughs> time, right? Do you remember? You don't remember why it is that we called you Brad Penny? I don't know. High school kid, first thing, Brad that came to mind. Brad Maybe. Penny probably had a good start the night before. You're like, like we've hey, had Brad some Penny. lazy nicknames over the years. <laughs> like I'm currently calling. We got an intern named Jordan. I'm just calling him Lil Jordan because of I was. I was watching the Saints, and I saw Lil Jordan Humphrey, and I was like, well, that's the name now. I've done some lazy, but I can't fathom how we came up. I, For the life of me, I can't fathom how we came up with Red Penny for you. We'll have to look up uh, the box scores in what, yeah, 2011. Yeah, right? Go back and figure <laughs> out exactly what the scenario was. All right, so the, the question was for Would You Rather Wednesday, would you rather the Orioles win 75 games, surprise everyone, but Adley Rutschman looks terrible, or they win 63 and he's Rookie of the Year? 75. Really? Easy. Wow. Okay, well, you're the first person that's bid on that number. And he, here's why. If you win 75 games this year, that means, okay, maybe Adley's learning. He's not having a great year. But something else is going right. Right? Grayson Rodriguez. That's what we're talking about. D.L. Hall. Tyler Wells. Other things have to be going right. The team playing fundamental baseball. And you can work with an Adley Rutschman, you know, as he develops. But starting with other guys playing well, hopefully pitching Pitching well. Yeah, that would be nice. A great place they don't have start. a lot of that. <laughs> I'll take wins over anything at this point okay. with all, all those right. top picks. That's so I think that's more encouraging that's as a team. That's interesting. You're the first person. You're the first person that's bid on that number. Everyone else. It had been a complete, <laughs> complete wash for I, just give me Rutschman. I want to see wins. I say that. I haven't looked. I haven't updated. Maybe somebody else's bid. But I was depressed by that because I realized I had set the numbers incorrectly. All right. Uh, would you rather number two is the Masters one. Would you rather the your spouse. Now, you don't have kids. Brad, you're not even married yet, are you? Oh, you are? Congratulations. COVID right? does some crazy things. I did so not. I ma- did not. Married in last October. Congratulations. Thank you. I did Thank not. You. I, we follow, no I, kids. I follow you on social, and I had no idea. Uh, but congratulations. So, so no, no kids for either one of you. This is relevant for me. So your spouse wants to do something nice for you. I had a friend whose spouse reached out to me and was like, he just got his master's. I want to do something for him. I want to send him somewhere. I'm, I'm really happy for him. Like, can you get 10 days off and go with him to Carnival at the end of the month? I was like, I, I, I don't know what world. Like, it sounds great. I'd love to. She's like, I'll pay for everything. I'm like, that's, God bless you. I cannot just up and take 10 days off at the end of the month. Just not an option for me. I'm not living that type of life. I hope to one day, but I'm not living it today. Uh, but she wants to do something nice for you. She's got you. 
grounds passes for all four days of the Masters and a motel in Augusta. Because if you've ever, if you know anything about Augusta, you're not getting nice accommodations. Like this is what you can get: is a motel, probably 30 minutes outside of town. That's what you can get. But she's got it taken care of. You got grounds passes for all four days of the Masters, or she or he, whatever you're into. This is not a judgment thing. This is not just two of you I'm talking to. It's everybody else who's listening. Says, got the weekend to yourself. I'm leaving. Kids are leaving. Dogs, whatever it is, whatever you want. Maybe you want to keep the dog there. That's fine. Whatever you want it to be, you got four days to yourself, couch, TV, whatever else you want to do, and $500 in gift cards to spend on takeout food. Which would you rather? <sighs> is, you got to go to Augusta. I, you're never go, I'm never going again. Like, I, I, I how crazy expensive it would be to get in there once in a lifetime experience. You, you got to do it. I, I have to go to Augusta. Brad? Yeah, I agree. Uh, being kept up in COVID, I've been in my apartment long enough, uh, especially Final Four and March Madness. I've been on my couch long enough, so so it'll be good to, to travel again. And I can tell you firsthand with the motels, yeah, uh, having driven to spring training down the East Coast with Tom Davis for many a year, <laughs> <laughs> which opens up a whole nother box of, of fun <sighs> Fun stories. Uh, I, boy, I forgot. <laughs> Brad was at Masson for a while. I totally forgot about that. Those yeah. were incredible rides. I have incredible stories. Tom is, is just an incredible He's man. a Baltimore icon. There's it, no doubt about he's that. He's incredible. Uh, but I would take, you know, Augusta, maybe the small chance, maybe Tiger feels that magic this weekend. Uh, I'll take it. I'll See, I'm, I'm the wrong person for this because I don't care that much about golf. But I, too, like at some point, if somebody presented the scenario to me where I could just go... I would go, right? Like, I would go to see it and witness it and do the whole thing. Like, I would have that interest in it. But the idea of it being four days is a bit much. And then the trade-off being I could have four days with no jobs and no responsibilities and no kids. I think you guys might feel differently as you get towards kids. This has been an interesting dichotomy in the responses of this one. I'm assuming that you're going to Augusta without your kids. I understand, but it's not the same. There's nothing like waking up one morning, being at your own house, and having nothing to do. Like, there is no feeling like it on the face of the planet. I got no obligations. I can do whatever I want to do. I don't have to put on pants. I can just <laughs> hang out. I, it is, when you have kids, you'll come back to me and you'll say, I get it. I get it now. I understand the value of that feeling. And there is no experience that can replicate it. This one has almost been split exactly on those terms, I feel like. I'm looking at the people that I know that have responded to it and a great number of the ones that say, yeah, I just want to be on the couch are folks that have kids. Um, there are people, however, of course, the, the Paul from Ovilando, I'll take the trip to Augusta. Weather is still kind of hit or miss this time of year, but it's definitely a sports bucket list item worth scratching off. Mark, I can watch the Masters at home. It's very split. This is abundantly split as to what people want to do with number two. And then number three, Brad, are you familiar with peanut butter cups? No. They're an abomination. They should be uh, immediately thrown into a, we should go find a black hole somewhere, stuff them in there. It may never be thought of again. Imagine I have offered you a delicious Reese's peanut butter cup, right? You're like, wow, this is a wonderful thank you for this, this delightful gift. Because who doesn't enjoy a delicious, tasty Reese's peanut butter cup? But then you take a bite into it, and instead of getting peanut butter, you're getting baked beans. <laughs> That's what you're getting. Would you rather number three? You lose a bet. It requires you to pay $1,000 
to someone you have hated since you were in high school forever. Or it requires you to sit down and in one sitting consume 20 peanut butter cups. Is it is it possible to just question the question? How do we get No, to, no, 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 no. <laughs> get the F out of here. It's would you rather. It is a game that has existed since eternity. You, you are as bad as all of these folks on Twitter that can't handle this. It's a silly game. You give one response or the other. Don't overthink it. Well, the problem is I don't think there's many people that I hate from my high school. Well, there's got to be somebody. There's got to be somebody. (laughs) Hate is a strong word. Just somebody that rubbed you the wrong way. Somebody that you haven't liked for a long time in your life. Just a thousand bucks. That's too easy. I'll take the food challenge. Just just, as long as it's not in the morning, just give it to me. I'll I'll take the food. Doesn't sound enticing either way. I, I question whoever came up with that. No. Me? Oh, you mean the peanut the peanut butter cups? Well, yeah. yeah, they have a problem. Yes, I agree with that. Psychopath. Oh man, I just uh, I just saw that Roofnet Odor made the Orioles opening day oh, roster. Not, what are you surprised by that? He was terrible. He, he, pretend, he was the worst player Paul, in camp. Paul, I love you. He, You're pretending I, 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 like spring training matters. I know. It does, I know, it does I, not matter. I knew he was going to make the team, but I didn't want to believe it, and now I have no choice but to believe it. And that, on top of the peanut butter cups, is making me vomit. I can't believe you're working out of Rugnetto door. My I God. can't believe he's the, the signing never made sense. Stop. Anyway, yeah. even with the gag enticing, the gag reflex I just had, I gotta go with the uh, with the peanut butter cup. There's no way that Pat Governor is getting a thousand dollars. Oh, that's who it is. <laughs> It's, what did he do to you? It's a different name, but it's very what did he, similar what did, what to did, that. What did he do? I, I just, what did he do? <laughs> Tell me. I want to know. What did, what did he do to you? We just didn't get along. But why, Paul? I don't, we what were, happened? We, we were kids. Did, did he love Rugnet Odor? Yeah, that might be <laughs> it. Did he Did he, Did he? he kiss your girlfriend? No, no, he had no chance of kissing anybody. Oh, damn. So then why did you hate him? Poor guy. He, he had no he, chance of kissing girls. He was just... He was just uh, you know, I don't, I don't know the guy now. Oh, oh cheers, Pat Govna. I, I don't, I don't know Pat Govna now, so I, don't, I, I don't want to disparage him if they figure out the wordplay that I'm doing with his name right, right. now. I don't want to disparage him. But when I was a kid, I just didn't like him, and I. There's I got, gotta I, be something I got at called, the core of this. It, it, it was, it was just a bunch of little things. He was just like mm. that annoying kid who wouldn't stop annoying you. Mm. And then I got called to the principal's office because I finally like reacted to him, and the, the, the principal called me a bigot. And told me he was going to kick me in the, not the principal, the assistant principal, called me a bigot and told me that he would kick me in. Th- th- this was a. Uh, you got a, a lot going on here, man. We might have opened up a Pandora's box that this we can't was, close. This was a white gentleman, so it wasn't like uh, I was beat. Uh, like, like, he called uh, me a bigot and a jerk and said he couldn't wait to see where I ended up in life so he could be the first one to kick me in the pants. Oh, um, well, because has he, has he done it? No, because I said would you like, would you I don't like even, me too. I don't even remember the the assistant principal's name. I couldn't believe he said it to me. I was fourteen, but. He said that to me because I told I said, look, I just don't like Pat Governor. You know what? I and I'm never gonna like you. Pat Governor. I gotta be honest with you, I think I might be on Pat Governor's side. You're not presenting a compelling story as to why you hated the man. All right, you what? know what? We'll save it. We'll save it. Okay? We'll save it. I would happily pay a thousand dollars to not have to eat those god awful look, I a thousand dollars is money. Like I'm not at a place where like it's you know, like a thousand I could just whatever, here's a thousand dollars. It's real money to me, but I remember having this feeling. I lost a bet that required me. When we were down at uh, WrestleMania, our buddy AJ Francis, his backyard had a, an alligator pond in his backyard. We were staying at his place in Orlando. And 
we had made a bet that the loser was going to have to go jump into the alligator pond. Oh, no way. Now, that sounds reckless enough. Consider the fact that the timing was, I opening day was on Monday, so I had to fly out at like 5 a.m. to be back in town for opening day. And so we were going to go directly from WrestleMania back to his house. I was going to get into the alligator pond and then directly go to the airport. Like, I was not going to have time to, to shower or to, like, do all this. It was all a nightmare. And I lost. And I remember the night before, we were out and we decided to play credit card roulette. We all, the boys all went out. And, you know, we were out some professional athletes. The, the tab was a little bit up. We all decided we were going to play professional uh, uh, credit card roulette at the uh, dinner tab. And I remember our buddy Aaron Oster from VEASAN out in Las Vegas lost and was like, I would rather get in the alligator pond than pay this bill. And I looked him dead in the eye and I said, I'll pay it right now. I will pay that bill for you to get in the alligator pond instead of me. And the moment I said that, he said, nope, change my mind. And he paid, he paid the bill. The moment I called him out on it and said, I will happily pay what was a significant amount of money to not have to jump into that alligator pond. He was like, ah, I'll take it. And also, we had to do it in the dark, by the way. Had to do it in the dark. No idea where the alligator Why no. do you guys want to, like, bet each other who wants to die? They, we did Clearly, I did not die. <laughs> so you'd rather eat the peanut butter no. than go in the alligator pond. Well, that's true. I might actually, I would definitely rather So you do jumped that. in the alligator yes, pond. Yes, 1,000%. I went and got in the alligator pond. It's fine. Did you feel an alligator tail or I anything? did not feel it, no. I did not. I think the rule was I had to stay in for, like, 30 seconds. And we had heard, like, you when you couldn't sleep because you could hear the alligators, man. Like, they were real. And so it was like 30 seconds. I'm sitting there like, eh, your friends are doing this. Terrible friends. Oh, no, we do these things. No, that's dumb. You have a friend that called you a bigot. Anyway. <laughs> Another friend, an assistant principal. World. You would have been fine. Just look at Chubbs Peterson. That's he right. Covered. That's right. He was fighting a hell of a career until... <laughs> No Until it ended up getting the way. best of them at the end. No effing way. <laughs> All right. Um, continue to get me responses. Would you rather Wednesday? Somebody's winning a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. The reason why Brad Kronthal has joined us this morning, uh, one, I hadn't seen him in a long time, and it was great. We we bumped into each other. I was out at uh, Tamir Goodman's event that he did at uh, Dick's in Hunt Valley as he made the official unveiling of the Aviv Net, which is now available and really quite remarkable, the uh, technology that's involved to um to dis I mean like it it cleans the basketball just by going through the net I mean it's it's really incredible like it's it's an unbelievable innovation in athletics and I bumped into Brad and I realized it had been a long time but I I knew I had seen Brad's name pop up recently and I had been thinking about him and I couldn't remember what it was and he reminded me and then I remember oh I remember y'all are not effing around <laughs> Brad tell me about how this how alloy has come to be exactly what it is where did the idea come from and how did it go from like i because this is the part where i'm an idiot this is what i'm this is my life i don't know how it goes from i've got an idea for a betting platform or betting uh, resource i guess to a an actual launch that has a lot of money behind it yeah absolutely so We've had a few pivots here and there, but at the end of the day, Alloy is a sports betting research platform. I started this with my brother Spencer um, and, and our friend Seth Shulk, and, and we're all Baltimore guys. We grew up in Pikesville, um, and really the idea, and we started with, with betting a little over a year ago. Originally, this was a baseball analytics platform, and the idea is to empower sports bettors of all skill levels to be able to do their research and, then, and be confident in placing their bet. 
So, you know, this started a little over a year ago, and we were doing our own research, getting into sports betting, as obviously it's become legal and state by state nationwide. Uh, and we couldn't find a place that we could just do our own research really efficiently. A lot of the market is, is expert picks, right? Yep. And, there, and there's no transparency. You see oh. guys, guys' picks per night. Uh, you can see their win total. You can see, you know, the money they've won. Yeah, some At- idiot I know told everybody to bet the the what, what 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 did I get wrong last week? I got a couple things wrong last week. I had a great week the week before that, and then last week I got killed. I I, I had um. Yeah, Charlie Davis went uh, play uh, most outstanding player, or it's not Charlie Davis. What's his first uh, name? Caleb Love. Caleb Love. On Caleb Monday. Love. I Caleb, Caleb Love, Love to be the most Davis, outstanding player. I don't know who that is. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it was an abomination. But that's all it is. I, I'm just guessing, and yeah. that's what all, a lot of people are doing. It's just guessing. It's guessing, and and you're relying on a lot of blind trust. People that say they're really good, but what actually goes into a pick, right? If someone says they're taking UNC, or someone says they're taking Kansas, and, and they've won a lot this year, that's great. But at the end of the day, it's still you saying, you know, what do I want to pick? I don't have much behind that. Um, so what we wanted to do was build a platform where, you know, we're big sports fans and, and build something for sports fans where if you know the games, you know, what have an idea of what you think leads to winning. So for us, you know, with basketball, if I think three-point percentage, free-throw percentage is, are integral factors into winning, I make my own personal algorithm. You know, we let you save that, and then you can pull that up and tweak it over time. We can let you filter with, you know, if you want a home team or a road team. But at the end of the day, you get to build your custom strategy. We tell you how that's worked in the past. We have up to nine years of data, and this all happens on the back end. You know, all you have to do is type in stats that you think lead to winning. We tell you if it's worked. This is so incredible. I'm at Mm alloysports.com right now. So is it better the website or the app? So right now, it's best to use on a, on a desktop or a laptop. Okay. Uh, we're mobile compatible, but we're building out our app this summer uh, in addition to other sports. So really, the last step of building you know, your strategy is you see how it's worked, but then, okay, that's great, but what does it mean now? What do I do with this information? Right. So we, tell, we break it down into spread or money line buckets. You know, we give you different ranges, and we tell you how the win percentage, the projected earnings, and, and the return on investment for that strategy. And then we show you tonight's games, if it's basketball, or, you know, that week's games, if it's football, the games to actually bet on that fit your strategy and that are profitable. Uh, so teams that follow the same characteristics of the strategy you made. This is unbelievable. All right, Brad Cronthal is in the studio with us. Again, it's Alloy Sports. You can go to alloysports.com right now, and you can sign up for a free trial. You got a one-month free trial, um, 30 days. So really, and this is another big point for us, is, is our price point. So looking at the market, we saw different solutions as well that, that said the most transparent systems on the market really what they let you do is you know they let you filter by stat and they tell you how teams did you know against the spread or whatever you're not building a stat based strategy from the ground up and by the way you can do this in like 30 seconds okay i'm a sports guy my background's in live sports production so i'm big in the stats i am actually starting to wonder if you've always been a genius and i just was totally (laughs) unaware because some of this is intimidating it's literally just knowing the sports and loving sports and then getting into betting and you know if you love sports you will get this very quickly it's a three-step process and it, you can build one in 30 seconds, see if it works, and tweak it and save it. Um, but really, yeah, that, that's the process. And the goal is to have this be really simple. There's products out there that are $200 a month, $150 a month. That's a lot of money, especially if I'm new to betting or I'm casual. you got to win a lot to pay for that. So our product, after the free month trial is up, goes to $15 a month. Really the thought of, which is what we did, a lot of market research on what is the average bet size for the average person. That's who we're looking to target. Right. 
and we found it's 10 to 15 bucks a bet. So we're $15 a month, really with the thought of you win one bet, it pays for itself. Okay, so I just signed up for a free... By the way, I don't even have to put my credit card in. There's a free trial. No credit card at, well, when you remarkable. sign up. That's remarkable. All right, so I just signed up. All right? So, again, I, I'm asking you to... I am intimidated by too much... I'm a dumb... I do sports... I do internet sports radio for a living. Brad, I'm the dumbest human being that's ever <laughs> lived. I don't know how my father-in-law respects me, okay? I have nothing to offer the world. I, I bitch about Lamar Jackson's contract <laughs> for a living. That's what I do, okay? So I... Let's just say, for example, I am looking at the slate tonight, and I see there's a... Uh, the, I believe the Wizards are playing this evening. They're playing mm -hmm. the Hawks. The Wizards and the Hawks are playing. So... I want to know how I go about it. I, I'm staring at this, right? I'm staring at your platform, and I don't know where to start. Absolutely. Show, tell me where to start. Absolutely. So, so one thing that's really great about what we're doing, you know, you go on our homepage, the first thing you'll see is, is a bunch of um, odds from tonight, the spread, the money line, the over-under, just so you can get familiar of the games that are on tap. A second great resource is our news and resources section, and, and we do what we call our forecast, right? We don't want to get into the picks game, your mm -hmm. lock of the night, because we know that there's no such thing. Correct. You know? Yes. If you bet on the Lakers, LeBron rolls his ankle in the first yes. series, you know, everything changes. You might have done all the math correct. You might have known every – and I, this happened to me the other night. I was betting Shelby Rogers and Kaya Kanepi, and Shelby Rogers, who was dominating, all of a sudden decided to lunge for a point when she was up a set and a break and messed up her knee – and played through, God bless, uh, I understand that's the sportsmanlike way, instead of just retiring and canceling the bet. <laughs> she played through and couldn't serve, could not. She, she was wrecked the rest of the way, lost to Kaya Kanepi, and it wrecked my entire night. So hypothetically, if we're talking about something. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> hypothetically. So, so our news and resources, we have these articles, which are awesome, because you'll see different articles throughout sports betting landscape in the content section. They tell you who to pick, and this guy's good, the opponent's hurt. We tell you, you know, the reasons behind the strategy, but we actually give you the strategy in the actual article, too. We tell you the stats we use, the values, the filters, so you can actually take this successful strategy and then plug it into the platform yourself, if you agree with it, and start with a profitable strategy. But really, you want to start with our platform. You're going to start on our metric page right here. It's the first page. You have your results at the top. Essentially, you choose between spread or money line. So betting on the game, right? So that's what we're focused on. Mm -hmm. And then the time frame you want to back test, and then your unit size. Unit size is how much money you bet on a game. We preach, you know, smart betting. So yep. betting the same number on every game consistently. Sure. So building your strategy, you have this drop down in the middle called select stats. These are all your NBA stats. Our data is powered by Sport Radar, a major data provider for all major sports. So all this data is completely legit, and there's a ton of it. And really, it's building your own formula. You can be a front office, you know, baseball guy where you're thinking about building a wins above replacement, or you could literally just plug in one stat, like free throw percentage, and see how it's worked. But really, the goal is, you know, you build a strategy, you build a formula, and, and see how it's worked. So multiplication and division really make it equal weighted. Um, so if I do free throws percentage times offensive rebounds per game, I want to see the higher value of those and how it's worked. I hit update, and we break it down into the four spread buckets. And so as it populates, you'll see right away, within 10 seconds I built that, we're profitable this season in three out of four spread buckets. A little bit over 50%. So what do we do next? The next is the filters. I know that the away filter has been profitable this year. Okay. Um, so let's hit away and run it. And you'll see these heavy favorites 
jump from 52% to a 61% win percentage. Okay. And All that's right. over a 90-game sample size. So the last step is the upcoming games. And basically the upcoming games tell you, you know, here's the data, here's the results, here's the strategy you built with your stats and your filters. And trust me, once you're on it, you get the hang of it after 30 okay. seconds. All right. It tells you the games to bet on that fit your strategy. So we tell you all of them that fit. I only care, let's say, about the games that are over 60% because I don't want to bet on anything that's yeah, under sure, that. Right? So let's see if there are any games that are greater than 60% win percentage from this season. This is the guarantee fairy from Tommy Boy. I want to know. I don't want my daughter to be missing in the morning. I want to. So tonight, Celtics pop up as a team you'd probably look to bet against the Bulls. And then we list four sports books because we are not an operator. We're just a researcher. Sure. You can't place a bet through us. We are partnered with FanDuel, so that's the one that I would want to use. So yeah. FanDuel's at minus seven. And, and we show you... So based on these valuable statistics, the ones that you have knowledge of, free throw percentage, and offensive rebounds per game, it's telling me that the Celtics are a safe, a more than 60% safe bet to cover seven points against the Bulls tonight. Yeah, it's telling you that teams like the Celtics this year, they have the higher value of, of your strategy, have won 61% of the time this season. And now what I would do after this... Go check the injury reports. If Tatum's out, if Jalen Brown's right, sure, out, sure. you don't want to make that bet. Yes, yeah, because you're not really betting on the Celtics. You're betting on the bastardized Celtics, right? Like exactly. So, yes, essentially you're building a strategy. If it fits, then this is the game to bet. That's won 61% of the time this season with an over 90-game sample size. This is fascinating, man. Like, and, and the goal is just to make it, and it is a few numbers involved, but it is really freaking simple. That I, I am a sports production in my background. I am not a mathematician. I'm not an economist. My yeah, job. But you, yeah, I mean, I went to Perry Hall High School. I mean, I, you got to keep in mind. I'm like, I got a little bit of a disadvantage here going <laughs> on. And if you know sports stats and you love sports, you will get this if you're interested this, in betting. This is fascinating, dude. Again, it's Alloy Sports. AlloySports.com is the website. Um, is there an app coming? There's an app coming. We're building it uh, this summer. And our next uh, goal is the NFL. So we have an NBA offering. We launched for the NBA playoffs. That's live now at AlloySports.com. And then our next our next big target is the NFL, getting ready for football. And you got some like pretty significant partners that are involved with this. Yes, we do. And they've been incredible. One of them is uh, the Warshawski Agency and W Ventures with David Warshawski and his team. They've been absolutely incredible handling the marketing side and, and on the business side as well. So uh, we're really appreciative of them and, and, and really know that this can, can make a great push uh, with their help. And, and having them on the team has been incredible. And I know our buddy Mike Bordick is involved with what you guys are doing. Yeah, Mike started with us when, when and this was a baseball platform, and he believed in us, and he loves the system. Mike's always been one of the more analytical guys when it comes to baseball commentary around here. So he got it, and, and he's been an absolutely incredible resource and advisor, and, and we That's talk awesome. regularly. That's he's awesome. heavily involved and, and couldn't say any better things about Mike Bordick. At Alloy Sports on Twitter is how you follow them. And, of course, AlloySports.com to sign up for your free trial as we're all trying to gain an edge as we move into the betting world, this is a huge opportunity for you to really, in, again, instead of just listening to what stupid dummies like me say, and as I admit, I'm guessing. They might be educated guesses, but they're still guesses. You can get that edge, get all that information, have that confidence as you get into the world of betting using Alloy Sports. This is remarkable, man. This is 
I'm blown away by this. Like this seems like this feels like I'm like watching this would be like watching uh, the scenes in the social network where they're trying to come up with Facebook, right? Like, <laughs> like I mean, the, the goal is the power of the system, which we know we have, and the ease of use. We're trying to make this as easy and simple for everyone to use. So if you know sports, you will be able to plug in this and and, and understand it and run what you think leads to winning. Because at the end of the day, you're betting on your intuition, and we let you just test that. Hey, I think the Ravens are going to win this week because they run the ball really well and because the defense they're playing isn't very good. That's great, but the odds makers account for that. Mm-hmm. So ours is a twofold approach. So it's telling you what's good, but also, you know, how has it worked in that spread range? Right. There's a reason that games are handicapped the way they are. It's wild, man. So we tell you that. that so we wild. do all the work. You just plug in what you think leads to winning and we tell you how it's worked and what games you should bet on this week. We want to win your money. We're for the fans. This is remarkable. This is remarkable, brother. Well, well, I'm blown away by it. Truly blown away by what you guys come up with and, and look forward to being able to use it myself and, and sort of put it to work. Um, proud of you. Proud of you. This is um I, I think it goes without saying that you might be officially the most accomplished former intern that we've ever had. I don't think anybody else has launched anything like this. This is this is true. Although I did have an Emmy winner at one point, so I got I got that's about the only other uh, great accomplishment of any of our former interns. This is is I'm blown away. I'm blown away, man. It all started under your tutelage. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I, I know what I was like then. I don't think there was a lot of tutoring going on at that point in my life. All right, I got to wrap up the show. Uh, you want to hang around for a minute? Absolutely. All right, very cool. That's Brad Cronthal. Alloysports.com, again, is the website to find out more about what he has going on. Hey, Drew mentioned he's going to be staying the fans' guest tomorrow night uh, for Masters Week. They're going to be talking on Facebook Live. And if you missed it earlier in the week, Stan and Ross Grimsley. Very emotional conversation with former Orioles reliever Jim Poole about his uh, battle with ALS and appreciate that honesty, that reflection as um, he's using his voice to let people know about it and let people know what's going on. It was a powerful conversation. If you missed it, find it at facebook.com slash pressboxsports or go to the videos tab at pressboxonline.com. We'll come back in tidbit tubular to wrap up the show. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgambling.com. Help.org. The newest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, we celebrate the 20th anniversary of Maryland men's basketball's 2002 NCAA Tournament Championship. As Gary Williams reflects on how the program rose from the ashes of NCAA sanctions to the pinnacle of the sport, and why his perspective of the title run has changed now two decades later. Plus, Juan Dixon, Lonnie Baxter, and the rest of the team relive the moments that ultimately led them to cutting down the nets in Atlanta. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Answering Baltimore's calls for help, running in when others run away, working together toward one shared vision for a thriving city. That's your Baltimore police. But the department needs more good people, people like you. Join a proud new generation of Baltimore police and make an active difference in your community. Start with competitive wages and excellent benefits on day one. Join for good at bpdrecruit.org. 
Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point. Boulevard. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. The great Kurt Angle. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ, Drew McIntyre. Thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Damn. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Le Champion. Chris Jericho. Le Champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. iTunes and SoundCloud. Stay tuned. Your chance to win a million dollars is coming up. Probably not from us. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. All right, we're winding down for a Wednesday edition, a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of GCR. If you missed it yesterday, simply the bets. Do it every Tuesday at 1140 a.m. with our buddy Aaron Oster from out in Vegas at VEASAN, as well as um, the folks down at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. You can watch it today if you missed it. And get some advice for betting the Masters, betting the start of baseball season. Find that right now. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. Click on the Videos tab or YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Tidbit is brought to you today by the Baltimore Police as they are looking for some folks who are maybe ready for a transition in life, a new challenge. Join a proud new generation of Baltimore police and make an active difference in your community. Start with competitive wages and excellent benefits on day one. Join for good at bpdrecruit.org. All right, so last week, Andrew Stecka sent us a tweet from Matty Betts. Uh, ah, or yes. At Matt underscore Tanner 03. This I tweet, was interested in this. That's why I did the tidbit. Uh, that, this tweet was of Matt as a talking head over a spreadsheet of all the NCAA tournament games with a $100 bet on each underdog. If you had done this, you may have given up fairly quickly. The favorite one in each of the first in each of the four playoff games, and then in each of the first five games in the round of sixty-four, meaning that you would be in a nine hundred dollar hole fairly mm. quickly. Mm. But the next game, Richmond over Iowa at plus four forty, basically cut that debt in half. Uh, this started the run where four of seven underdogs hit, including St. Peter's over Kentucky at plus seventeen hundred, making your profit through basically a third of the games. And, and this was on the money line. Mm-hmm. So it's important. You would have had to have bet them outright. Right. St. Peter's to beat Kentucky, which not a lot of people would have done. But right. um, so at plus seventeen hundred, it puts you at through a third of the games, 
basically at a profit of $1,292. Now, if you had any sense at all, yeah, you, 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 said, you stop betting I just got $1,292. Yeah, you have nearly $1,300 through a third of the games. But on the flip side, you are playing with house money at this point. It's true. And if you had a crystal ball, you would see that at no point the rest of the way do you hit the negative again with your money. Uh, all told, betting $100 on the underdog, including two pickums, OSU versus um, Loyola Chicago and Duke versus Texas Tech, would have resulted in 18 wins, 44 losses, a high water profit mark of $1,464, and total winnings of $1,204. I would have taken that. I would have I would have been quite happy with that. From I don't think I made $1,204 betting the NCAA tournament Probably this not. Now, in, if you're a responsible human. Uh, in, in total, seven games paid out at plus 204 plus 240 odds or better, including Richmond at plus 440 and St. Peter's at plus 1,700. Can you name the other five games that played that paid out at plus 240 or higher? Oh, I mean, I'll guess the next two St. Peter's games. St. Peter's over Murray State plus yeah. 310 and St. Peter's over Purdue plus 625. Um, Jesus, that's a good question. How about Carolina against Baylor? No. Really? Really. It's a little surprising. They were like two plus two twenty. Okay, I'm just still. That's I. I wow. I guess that's I didn't see that coming. The other biggest upsets in the NCAA tournament. Well, that you that if you would bet the under. Yeah, it makes sense if you bet the yes. underdog you want. Yes, yeah. that's correct. So they had to pay out as a as a significant. This is good, Brad. You got to you, you remember any of these? Say that again. So <laughs> it's the so there's three games left. What about the New Mexico State? <laughs> yeah, yeah. New Mexico State over UConn plus two forty. I actually couldn't even remember who they played. That's the funny. We're only two weeks yeah, removed. That was a great game. It's already like I've forgotten who even played in these games. So now you have two games left in which the um, payout was at plus two forty or higher. Or the odds were at plus two forty or higher, excuse me. How about God? It is really hard to remember who these man. I'm like literally going through the bracket in my mind and trying mm-hmm. to go back and remember. This is embarrassing. How how about how about oh God? I genuinely don't remember. What if I tell you the teams that they beat? Maybe. All right. Auburn got beat. Auburn got beat by, um, oh, crap. Miami. Miami. Right. Thank at, you. At, well at, done. At plus yeah. 260. And then the number one overall seed lost. The Gonzaga? Gonzaga? That was that big of an upset, really? For Arkansas? Mm-hmm. Plus 425. I'm surprised really? by that. Plus 425. I'm, I cannot believe that you got better odds on Arkansas than you did against Car- for Carolina against Baylor. That's stunning to me. That is Arkansas was really good. That's stunning to me, man. All right, very good. I did I was interested in that. I appreciate you following up on it. Yeah. All right, uh, Tubular brought to you today by Underdog Fantasy Football. You, of course, can't bet still on your phone or on your computer in the state of Maryland. It's not legal yet, but you can feel like you're betting when you play Underdog Fantasy Football. Plus, we match up to $100 when you make your first deposit if you use the code PRESSBOX, underdogfantasy.com, or download the Underdog app. Here's what's coming up uh, this afternoon, this evening. As I mentioned, Wizards Hawks, 8 o'clock on NBC Sports Washington. ESPN has Nets Knicks at 7.30, Suns Clippers at 10. I, I think we should take a moment and, and recognize the and just sort of uh, 
reflect on the the Lakers being eliminated from postseason contention. Very sad. <laughs> How are they that bad with LeBron oh, and Anthony Davis? They let ten. They let terrible teams into the playoffs now in the NBA. It's not even back when like you could get in if you were a couple games under five hundred. You can legitimately be about ten games under five hundred mm-hmm. and still make the play-in tournament for the NBA playoffs. The Lakers didn't make the playoffs. Oh my God! What a miserable week for Duke fans, by the way. Just a wretched, awful week for Duke basketball fans. Got to yeah, give one of them a hug. They'll probably kick you in the nuts. Um, Suns Clippers night at ten. Uh, ESPN also has that par three contest we we're talking about. That's today at three. TNT Lightning Capital seven thirty. Flames Ducks at ten. Champions League on CBS this afternoon. Uh, Chelsea and Real Madrid at 3, MLB Network, Phillies, Rays, and TBS tonight for AEW Dynamite at 8. Anything non-sports-wise that stands out? Um, Moon Knight, Episode 2 oh, on right. Disney Plus God, I still haven't even watched. i got to get on that. Um, I got sucked into the uh, Fresh Prince thing. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm riding it through. You are going to love this. On ABC at 8 o'clock tonight, the Kardashians, an ABC News special. Well, if there's anything that ABC News should be investing resources into right now, I would definitely say it's getting to the bottom of... What those Kardashians are up to. Well, and then the, the Kardashians are going to be on Jimmy Kimmel Live. What, why not? Uh, why later not? Just go Along on. with Rob Gronkowski. Maybe he'll tell us what his plans are for the future. Maybe he will. That's a good and, point. And then stuff good things. Point. All right, very good. Find it all at glenclarkradio.com. Brad, where are you on Twitter? What's your... Uh... So you can follow us on at Alloy Sports. Uh, I'm at B underscore Kronthal. I'm not too active. It's K-R-O-N-T-H-A-L. But definitely give us a follow on at Alloy Sports. We put a bunch of good forecasts up there, good games to look at. Um, and then some other cool, interesting news with our, our partnerships and other cool stuff over there. And again, alloysports.com to find out more and sign up for your free trial. Really remarkable stuff. And as I say that, just a reminder, know the risks, have a plan before you start gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. All right, thanks today to uh, Brad Cronenthal. Thanks also to Drew Forrester. Thanks to um, new Bowie Bay Sox play-by-play voice, Matt Sabatis, and to Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL Insider. We'll get all of it up in the Greatest Hits section of the tab at glennclarkradio.com. Busy day tomorrow, and I'm going to forget something. Danny Manning is scheduled to join us. Um, We'll talk to him about his time this season as interim coach at Maryland. I'm sure he's pretty excited about Kansas winning the national championship, too. We'll talk about that. We're going to celebrate, again, That we're going to do an amazing 30-year-and-one-day anniversary celebration of the first game at Camden Yards. Nobody is going to do a better 30-year-and-one-day <laughs> anniversary celebration than we will do tomorrow. Rick Sutcliffe will join us, of course, uh, through the complete game shutout, and uh, Larry Lacchino, who, of course, was significantly involved in the creation of Camden Yards, scheduled to join us as well. And I feel like there's even something else that's on the – I feel like I'm still missing something I feel like that we have on the scan- schedule for tomorrow, but I've forgotten what it was. We also, of course, tomorrow we'll do Weekend at Bookies and, I don't know, stuff and things. But I feel like there's something something of significance. It's a busy day. It's a very busy day on the program tomorrow. All right. Uh, thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, the Baltimore Police, Great Eights Memorabilia, Live Casino and Hotel, and the FanDuel Sportsbook, Underdog Fantasy Football, Blue Line Canine, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Paul. Follow him on Twitter, at Paul Valley the Third. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday evening. Go nobody. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too.